1: film sessions and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now here's your host, Barry Laminate. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. Hey. I am your host, Barry Laminate. Thank you guys for being there. Here. There, here. Today is Thursday, June 31st. June 1st, 2023 is episode number 663 of Arrow Deck. <sighs> Welcome to the show the program. Hello. Uh thank you guys for being here coming to the show, the last show of the week. We did it! We made it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sick. My allergies are acting up. Uh I don't think I'm sick. I don't I'm not. I'm definitely not sick. Yeah, here is there. That's right, Donna. Here is there. You tell everybody else to suck it. I got it right. Ah, we have a jam packed, action packed, packed packed packed. I don't know why I keep saying packed show today. Kinda. I mean, you know, it's never it it never goes according to plan. I don't even know why I do a plan because this shit just gets off the rails constantly. But that's kind of where it's fun. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, we're gonna talk some NBA finals because they start today. Uh we'll talk some NHL Stanley Cup finals because that's occurring this weekend. We'll talk some MLB. I got your sports headlines. My guy, my boy, my man, my dude. Uh, Joe Blank, joining me in the third hour.
2: I got you. I got. You.
1: The fuck was that? Two days in a row. <laughs> Two days in a row. I f- freaked out the system, and God, that just gave me a seizure almost. Um, that was awful. Yeah, well, uh, Joe Blake will join me in the four o'clock hour, the third hour of the show to talk all things NBA, NBA finals. Uh, we'll have some news and notes. I've got a few different uh, threads, I guess. Uh, where the hell did it go? What happened to it? Well, I've lost my damn. I had a whole bunch of uh, web stuff saved for you, but oh, well, I guess we'll just not uh talk about it then uh so there you go we gotta do all that and of course we we'll have some fun there's a topic i didn't get to yesterday uh most of them i did though if you didn't join us for the third hour because you're not on the patreon hey what the hell there you go what the hell well then you need to get on the patreon by the way that drives me nuts that that's not centered drives me absolutely nuts um, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll discuss the one topic that I wanted to get to yesterday that we didn't, but we've got a bunch of other stuff to get to. So going to be a good time, but let's start the show. Like we always start the show. And that is the chat, the shout out to the chat, not the pass into shit. It's me saying hello to the people, you people. What do you mean? You people, you know what I mean? It's me saying hello to the people that make this show possible. So let's get to it. Uh, Cisco, what's up? Uh, here is the chat. Uh I did see Alan Denson was in early and he even
3: re uh,
1: Alan Denson just resubscribed about an hour ago. That is sixteen months now. By the way, you might notice. Uh bottom right hand corner right there. Boop boop beep boop boop. Uh your boy changed it up a little bit. It is now automated. So now when we get new followers or new subs, the number should update. Automatically, so I was working on that today. Uh, Hey, Omar Astros fan, thank you for the hundred (laughs) (laughs) bids. Much appreciated. Ah, boy. All right, I don't know if I'm getting. I don't think I am. I've um, I've taken tests. No, uh, I don't have the vid, so we're good. I took one about two hours ago, twelve thirty. Doing good. Uh, All right, so plenty to get to today. Here's the chat. First in was, of course, Alan Denson. You guys need to get on Alan's level. That's all I'm going to say. Alan level, great rocket. Alan Denson's level, next level rocket stuff. Uh, Alan was in at 120, and uh, he is the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next three hours. And then after that, well, he just goes back to regular old ass Alan Denson um what's up brian pettit he said hi you crazy deckheads, what's up homie so alan and brian were in early about five minutes apart Nightbot showed up and then all hell broke loose and then here we are so um in my chat window or my chat window uh chris reyes is here lfg that's right loves fucking guys that's chris reyes he loves fucking guys um what is up svg how are you buddy thank you for showing up my sweet sweet donna hello uh alan denson i got alex in a wave but thank you for being here mark g you ready for stanley cup finals baby baby boo i am i am so ready for stanley cup finals and you know really it's just a good excuse to drink and smoke cigars and sit on the back porch and forget forget my cares and my troubles in the rest of the world what's up cisco good to see you Hi from high (laughs) t-mac oh we got a t-mac sighting what's up mr mccown uh thank you for being here Donna. i got cisco look at here there you go all right uh who else cisco one deep what's up starting off doing dope nice yeah i did i i changed the intro for thursdays so that we can sit on the corner and do dope when we start the show so you better get your ass in here early if you want to do dope with us i mean figuratively and you know. hey, what's up ajb good to see you buddy thank you for being here joe hernandez how are you uh who else flip howdy flip how are you buddy Nightbotnet raggedy bitch john dory is here what's up fj how are you mr jimenez fj said uh what's up y'all hold on i know i gotta fix this again i still don't know why 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 i don't know why it doesn't shave it sucks asshole reason to die i don't know why uh but fj said uh there we go what's up y'all Barry's claim to fame talking about gooch grease yeah that was that was weird last night it was weird um last night i joined uh three other people that i had never met in my life and uh we did the isaiah carey show And we talked about uh, a term called Gooch Grease. I had no idea before we did our segment, which was the last segment of the night, by the way. So if you stayed up, FJ, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, um, The uh, they were like, have you ever heard of this? I was like, I thought, isn't that like smegma? they were like, no, that's in the foreskin. I was like. Really? That's Gross. Um, but yeah, apparently this thing called Gooch Grease, it's basically just crotch oil. It's just, it's taint funk, right? They said it's like a mixture of boo-boo and sweat and lint that blends together in your taint region and stains your underwear. And I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all need to learn how to wipe. And I don't know why they thought I would be a good guest for that segment. When Mia, uh, Malia, excuse me, Malia, the producer for the Isaiah Carey, the, the Isaiah Factor show, messaged me and then called me. I was like, "Hey, you free tonight?" I was like, "Yes." What's the topic? And she was like, "Can I text it to you and you read it while we're on the phone?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And she sent it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck, Malia? Do you think I have this? Let me just let me just share this with you guys." Let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just pop it on up. Pop it, pop it, pop it on up. Where's Malia's text? There we go. And there is the first one. Open a new tab. Open a new tab. Uh, Resize that bitch. Resize that bitch. All right, here we go. Alright, yeah, raw, yeah. Alright, here we go. This is um this is the text. No, nope, that's the wrong thing. This is the text that she sent me. The first one had this Gooch Grease Definition from Urban Dictionary. Similar to swamp ass. Gooch grease is the disgusting smelling mixture of sweat, shit, crusties, and lint. That forms along the inner gooch, forming a slime-like substance. After a long night at the club, my boxers were covered in gooch crease. God damn it. That's what they sent me. And I was like, M- are you trying to tell me something? Do I stink? On, like, it- what the fuck? She was like, no, I just think you can make this funny. I was like, how are you going to make shitty draws funny? How are you going to make, I mean, you know, that's so Gross. And then this was there too, and she sent me this. Uh, and this dude, Casey, said, My bros sleep on this life hack. This here catches goose Greech and loose dingle berries. And he's got he's wearing a pad. He's wearing a pad. And if you didn't watch it last night, it was fucking hilarious. Cause when the show when the segment started and Isaiah was just like, Barry, what are we doing? He's like, this is the most disgusting thing we've ever talked about on this show. And that's saying something because Isaiah Carey comes up with some crazy, well, his producers come up with some crazy shit to talk about. Y'all was so funny. Isaiah pulled out a, a, a fucking maxi pad. He goes, hey, you dropped this on your way in. Oh, my God. That shit was funny. So funny. So, ha ha. So, yeah, it was a weird convo. Very weird. And I did my best to make it entertaining. I don't I don't know if it was. I mean, I thought about it all day. Like, what am I going to say? And I had stuff, but I didn't know how many were going to be there. And I don't know. It was whatever. All right, back to the chat, which is ironic that that's what we're talking about. Uh, Night by John Dory, FJ. You're Illinois, but how are you, my friend? Uh, Jeff Bell, what's up? Slow White Bronco, how are you? One deep, interesting topic on the factor beat. Yeah, thanks. Yeah 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 homer astros fan thanks again for the 100 bits and welcome to the show jen hello jen so i don't have a slide yet but i do have the link up on the website now the graphic still says 2022 but ignore that we'll get to it in a second uh svg is here chris reyes says nora made me sick she'll stab the fuck out of you uh last time i had the rona i thought it was allergies until i tested positive said pp dubs yeah i don't I just took a test at uh, at 12 thirty no rona so I'm good uh what's up Tony the handsome there you go happy pride month everyone he says what's up total Dallas good to see you and who else um, dJ Maddie's in the building he said uh, it's national hind lick maneuver day i don't I don't want you saving me if I'm choking be like you know what normally people give you mouth to mouth DJ Maddie's doing mouth to butt you know, I, I don't breathe through my asshole, despite the fact that that don't. That's weird. Just don't don't do that. DJ Maddie. Uh, who else is here? T-backs and how about them Rangers? Bro, the Rangers are legit. They ain't going away. They ain't going away. And damn it. I don't like it. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, good for them, but they ain't going away. Uh, let's see. There we go. Boop. Uh, what? What's up, Ray? Holy shit, we have a oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. Lucy? How are you, my friend? Uh getting you getting prepared to send these women off? I am. <laughs> uh, Alex Ray. what's up, Ian? Good to see you, man? Thank you for coming back. Who else? Working yuck, but more like biatching Okay. last night, Florida Gators men's golf national champs. There you go. Uh, Yep. Truffle butters. Gross. Uh, I don't know what gooch grease was until today. I hate you for being on that segment. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, What's up, Joel? Who else? Ah, shit. I forgot to watch. Let me rewind my tape. (laughs) That's hilarious. I watched that segment today. I really hate you. Well, I hope you at least were entertained. Were you? One deep said, did you bring back the parting gift that you threw on the floor? No, but I was like, this thing is like a pamper. That fucking thing was huge. It was huge. That pad. I was like, bro, you can't wear this in public. It sounds like you're wearing a diaper. Uh, Cisco said, I'm so glad I'm wearing headphones at my desk today. Me too, Cisco. Me too. Uh, what did that say? Could Couldn't believe Fox ran with that. I know. They don't care, though. The Isaiah Factor does some crazy shit. What's up, Richard Vales? Good to see you, homie. Out here chasing all them Pokemons. It's right there in this little thing. That's a Pokemon, right? I don't know. Memesters, how are you, Mimi? Uh, Amos, did you tell them there's deodorant for those areas these days? You know, I didn't. Uh, What's up, Megan? How are you? Thank you for being here. Uh, Flip, Total Dallas, Tony the Handsome. June is midnight to the Rangers. Okay. They'll go away. What's up, CeCe? She said, hola, pusses." Okay. Uh, Who else? Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, Joe returns to coaching the Boston Celtics. Yep, 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 yep. We got that in the headlines. We'll get to that as well, Ian. All right. There's your uh, chat. I should have downloaded this segment. Now that I think about it, I wonder if they put it up. I wonder if they put it up. Let's go to uh, um the Isaiah. I always spell his name wrong. There we go. The Isaiah Factor. Let's see if it's out here. Uh, what can you learn from this polyamorous? Nope, that was three years ago, six years ago. Six years ago. Well, God bless America and everything. Holy, where's his channel at? Uh well, I know it's on Fox Soul, but what about Fox 26? I feel like I feel like Here's uh, the crowd files. Here's some more to show Isaiah factor uncensored. Here we go. Oh, there's nightcap. They haven't invited me back to that. I think I pissed off the host. I don't know <clears throat> what you going to do. Uh, let's see the Isaiah. Let's see if we can find Gooch. Grease. Yep. There we go. Posted. uh What? Posted 14 hours ago. Boy, they don't they don't bullshit. They really don't bullshit, man. That's uh okay. <laughs> the first comment says, I could have went the rest of my life without knowing what Gooch Grease was. Yeah. I don't even want to read the comments. I'm sure they're all talking shit. Uh yeah. But uh if you want to go watch it, I'll post it in the chat here. Here is the linky. The to the episode here you go boop boop there you go that's the link to the hey what's up potch good to see you buddy uh there you go that's the link so let's get to it let's do some sports headlines and then and then uh you know what no 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 no, no. we're not gonna do sports headlines again first um. <laughs> Donna said, no, thanks, I'm good. I mean, it's, yeah, Donna hates poop talk. I forgot about that. Yeah, you won't like that link, Donna. That was a whole six-minute segment on TV talking about boo-boo, dirty draws, nasty taint. I think I pissed the chick off next to me, though, because they were like, "Um, they asked about it, and I kept saying, use baby powder. Like, if you sweat that much and you're fat, you just you put some baby powder down there. That's the secret, fellas. I also told people they needed to learn how to wipe their ass. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's front to back. If you go back to front, that's why your balls stink. Period. I mean, so learn how to wipe. Use some uh, baby powder in your taint region. Not too much, like I said on the show, because when you toot, you look like LeBron James coming in an NBA game. The powder goes everywhere. Um... But I think the, I made the chick next to me mad because it the show had just started or the segment just started, and she goes, uh, the, he, Isaiah was asking, have you ever heard of this? She goes, I read about it on Twitter. I was like, who are you following? And the rest of the panel laughed. she's like, I'm on Twitter. I was like, all right, bitch, it was just a joke. I didn't say that, but I was like, calm, chill out. You good? You good? Just just a joke. Just a ha-ha. Anyways, let's get to the Sports headlines. Nope i forgot god damn it I gotta take my out we got a birthday in the house you guys another one well i mean it's not today technically but we do have a birthday in the building who wipes back to front people that get gooch grease people that get gooch grease wipe back to front people with uh shitty balls wipe back to front Barry was about to get backhanded by the sister. Yeah, she was not. She was not my fan, biggest fan. What? Because I mean, like, yo, don't sister all showed up, She's trying to be all cute. I'm like, bitch, you showed up looking all cute to talk about dirty assholes. Sit your ass now. Someone said their man leaves skid marks on the sheets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you having sex with a snail? What the fuck are you doing? All right, now uh, let's get to this birthday man. This is my dude. We got to do this. Yeah. back to now having a dirty shot glass by the way. Uh, just put it on the list of shit that's going wrong. Dirty shot glass, gooch grease, narrow urethra, all oh, that. You need to clean that urinal track Yeah, that's my guess. Funny ass. With them dirty girls, need to clean your urinal track out, Jeff. Hey, Jeff Bell, happy birthday, my friend. Happy, happy, happy birthday, the slow white Bronco. Hell of a, hell of a good dude, man. Uh, Jeff is salt of the earth, good people, and uh, and despite being a Broncos fan, and you know what else he is, he's a hell of a dad. I, I'll never forget that. Um, he was his, his. Yeah. He basically asked me would I give his son a shout-out while they were together, and you know what, that's a man thinking about his kid first, I love that, so uh, happy birthday to you, my friend, I I hope you have a fantastic day, and you know what it is, Jeff, I hope you get some road head or a hand job or whatever it is you're into, I don't know, sex with a Bronco, I don't know, I don't know how you do things in Denver. Happy birthday, buddy. Cheers. (sighs) Jeff, do you want to twerk for you? I'll, uh, show you my belly button. Why did it just get soft and then get loud? That's weird. Happy birthday, Jimbo! I kind of want to go to the end because this one is all like, <laughs> But this is way too much. Way too much attention for one man to handle. Hey, buddy. Seriously, happy birthday, homie. Ah. Uh. I like that Ian tried to ruin the whole fucking thing. Ian's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's June 1st. I do love, I do love, I do love that Ian is like, nope, nope. You don't get, you don't get a birthday weekend. You get a goddamn birthday on your birthday. I feel that in my bones. I told that to a chick in Tulsa on her birthday at the show. I was like, well, if your birthday is tomorrow, then shut the fuck up. It ain't your birthday. But, Ian, the reason that we do that is because there's no show tomorrow. There's no show on Saturday and no show on Sunday. So, ergo, um, we do the birthdays for all of the days we miss. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we knock them out on Thursday. Okay? So, just leave the man be and let him have his day, Ian. Let him have his time to shine. Let him have his moment. Jeff, you're gonna be you're gonna be 55? Bro, you don't look a day over 54 and a half. Good for you, man. Uh, excuse me. (laughs) Hey, Sean, thank you for the one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. Sean said I'm gaining on poor Marine. Slow and steady wins the race. I mean, if you did one, let's see. He did ten thousand. Sean, you have you have uh, two, two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. Is that what? Is that? Does six bits make a dollar? Or does eight bits? And you're going two, four, six, and instead of saying eight bits, you say a dollar. I don't know. I don't know what that is. E E3, three. E three said, "Damn." E
2: 55
1: 2, 1. is old as fuck. And- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Trying to pull my big ass up. Once I got down there, I was stuck. I was like, "Fuck, I can't, I can't get up." <laughs> just, that is hilarious. <laughs> e three thought he'd be funny. E three was like, "Ha ha, fifty five is old as fuck." <laughs> I mean, he did hit him with a just joke, and he was like, "Ha ha, just room." J- nope too late chopping block bitches goodbye you're timed out god that's hilarious <laughs> mark said god damn i never get a chance to time someone out <laughs> gotta be quick with it gotta be quick with it uh is that what happens so ian you get channel points and with those channel points you can uh, do shit like do a uh a, a, a shoe check where i show you what sneakers i'm wearing that day or whatever shoes i'm wearing Uh, You can make me go get a cat. You can time somebody out. You can pick who we raid. It was all kind of shit. You can see it down at the bottom. You see the logo for the show, that little circle. There's a number next to it. That's your channel points. You click on it. It'll show you what you can use them on. It's pretty cool. Uh, What's up, E2D? Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Uh, I do like, though, that Sean's like uh, gaining on Port Marine. So now Sean only has 9998 to go, and everything resets in three days. So let's do some math. Um, This is the last show of the week. Now, I guess you could, but we'll just say that we've got uh, two hours and 15 minutes left in the show, so we have 135 minutes. You've got 9998... Uh, Wait, what's 135 uh, minutes times 60? You have 8,100 seconds left, Sean. Okay, 8,100 seconds left, and you got 9,998 bits to go to catch. Poor Marine, so it's damn near a a bit a second. Don't do that. I I will ban you from the show. That would be the most unbearable show to watch ever. Bing, 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 bing. No. But there you go. You got to you see 99, 98 divided by 8,100. Yeah. You got to do a bit every 1.2 seconds. And you'll catch him. So you're telling me there's a chance. I need to get that as a sounder. I do. I do. I do. He says Did you fall out of your chair No I was just uh, flabbergasted that Jeff Bell timed him out that fast It was just me being overly dramatic um, <laughs> I do like that Mark's mad about it Alright now Now we can get to our sports headlines Let's go I'm getting notes of uh, carbonation, uh, caramel flavor, and fat titties. All right, that was stupid. All right, here we go. Uh, Here's your sports. Hey, what the hell? Here's your sports headlines for the day. Number one on the list. Ian tried to run it. I hate when y'all spoil the sports headlines. I swear to God. I really hate it. So much. Why are those so low, by the way? I don't know why those were really low. Cece! <laughs> Cece just passed Sean. Just like that. Three bits. And now Sean is still dead ass last. Ha! 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 Cece's like, one, two, three, can't catch me, Sean. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, Cece's such a jerk sometimes. Um, All right, so Joe Mazzula. Uh, will return as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. So says former head coach of the Boston Celtics. Now president of operations, GM. I don't know what his Brad Stevens, his title is, uh, but he's in charge. And he says, Joe Missoula will return. Uh, one of the things I read that he said about Joe Missoula that he liked was that he's a natural leader. He's accountable. That was the other thing that he's accountable. And I was like, uh, so he just takes the blame for shit. So you don't have to. You like that. I get that, Brad. I get that. Anyways, uh, Joe Mazzula back with the Boston Celtics next season. I don't know. What say you, chat? You go with that? Is that the right move? I mean, a lot of people were on his ass a lot of the season and into the playoffs. Uh, questioning his ability to coach, questioning his X's and O's um, abilities. There's a word I'm looking for, and I can't really think of it. But I, I, you know what? And 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 he got a little feisty with the media once they started winning. He'd be like, "Oh well, how come you guys aren't being bitches now and ask me if I know what I'm doing now that we won?" <laughs> Bad look when you get uh, when you be an asshole to the media and you still lose the series. That can backfire a little bit, especially if the media wants to be a dick to you. They always say um, never pick a battle with a man who buys his ink by the barrel. I think that's what it was. Something like that. Basically saying if somebody writes newspapers or columns or whatever, maybe don't fuck with them. But uh, Joe Mazzula, don't give a shit about you or your feelings. <clears throat> Joe Joe came from Brad's bench. Of course, he's coming back, said Amos. I mean, that's not necessarily of course. If He wasn't doing a good job. If they didn't think he was capable, I don't think you continue to do that, especially with all the problems in Boston going on. So I'm sure there's plenty of people calling Boston radio right now, calling for Joe Mazzula's head and saying he should be fired and run out of town on a rail and all that. But I don't know. I mean, he had a ton of talent and to not get there again is not great and disappointing. But at the same time, at the same time, you can't get there every year. Even the best teams and the best coaches don't get there every year. Right, Pop? I still think y'all are all fucking on crack for thinking Pop is a fantastic and a great coach. He's a really good, he's a great coach. But to say Pop is the best coach in basketball, he ain't doing shit without superstars. That's been proven. Suck it, nerds. Uh, Hey, what's up, Jesus? Good to see you. We were talking about you in the third hour yesterday. How this one preacher is out here getting people to kill themselves so they can meet you. stupid. Um, all right, so there's there's your first headline of the day. Second headline of the day, <laughs> Jets going to Jets. The Jets are, quote, optimistic on Aaron Rodgers' calf injury and Brees Hall's rehab and how it's going. And you know what? When I saw that, I was like, I, I, one, I think it's hilarious. All this hubbub and hubble, hullabaloo about Aaron Rodgers finally going to New York and getting out of Green Bay and, all the meow meowing and, and shit we had to read and and listen to and watch in the in the news cycle and in the media. Um, ah, it's the most jet shit ever. If he misses a bunch of time, I mean, look, the, I, I went back and looked since since he became a full time starter in two thousand and eight. There's only been two seasons where he didn't play in at least 10 games. The rest of them, by the way, not 10. He played in like 16, 17, 15. Two seasons he played. One season he played in nine games. One season he played in seven games. Since 2008. That's... One, four... Carry the... A hundred and... No. My decimals off. Uh, It's 13 seasons. 13 seasons, he's had two where he missed a bunch of time. Now, I don't know if he's going to miss time or not, but it's not looking good if you're just in OTAs and they're already like, we're optimistic about his injury. What? So leave it to the Jets to be the, you know, if if it happens once every six seasons, once every seven seasons, of course it would be the first of seven seasons that it would happen with the Jets. Just snake bit. I swear to God. <laughs> Bronco 67. Is it relax or J-E-T-S? That's funny. R-E-L-A-X-J-E-T-S. Jets, jets, jets. <laughs> well done, Bronco 67. Hey, what's up, free mustache rides? Is it glad I could make it in today? Well, that makes two of us, buddy. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you're a chick. I don't know. Glad you could make it in, free mustache rides. Uh, Welcome in. So, yeah, the Jets are, quote, optimistic about Aaron Rodgers. What what would you say, Chad? If I said over under a uh, number of games Aaron Rodgers plays in for the Jets this season, if I set it at 12 and uh, – no, I'll set it at 11 and a half. What you taking, Chat? You going over or under in the number of games that Aaron Rodgers plays with the Jets this season? If I set it at 11 and a half – what you doing? Ian says under. Ian says under. One deep said, does Joe Blake hate Aaron Rodgers now that he left his beloved Packers? Probably. I think he hated him when he was there because he was holding him hostage, but probably. I was thinking about that because I saw, um, I did a. I did my Wichita hit on uh, Wichita Radio. I forget the station name. The show's called The Press Box with Felix and Sasha. Um... But I, I did their show. I do their show every Wednesday at 525. I call in and uh, they asked me the question, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, where do you think he goes? And would you want him back in Houston? And I was like, I don't want him back in Houston. And I immediately was like, why? Why am I angry at DeAndre Hopkins? It's not his fault. Bill O'Brien's a fucking idiot. It's not his fault that Bill O'Brien screwed all that up. Why do I have animosity towards him? I mean, I I know I don't like James Harden. I know why I have animosity towards him as a player returning to the Rockets. But why did I let that carry over? Why did I let whatever happened in that trade carry over to D hop coming back to the Texans? I, I don't know. Is anybody else thinking like that? Were you like, I don't want him back. And then I stopped and was like, well, why wouldn't I? He's one of the better receivers in the game still. I don't know. That's weird. I, I don't know why I had that mentality, uh, but I did. Excuse me. But then we started talking about, well, where would you, where do you think he ends up, or what? Where would you? Where would he be a good fit? And I said, I think he he wants to go to a team that is a not just a playoff team, but a perennial Super Bowl team, a, a contender. And the first the first team that popped into my head was the Bills. I mean, there's a lot of options and opportunities at a lot of different teams, right? Some are good, some are bad. A lot of people, Atlanta needs a receiver. Yeah, he don't want to go to Atlanta. Houston could use a one. He don't want to go to a one. I think he wants to go to a team. I think DeHob wants to go to a team that uh, he is the one or 1A, one right? And he, or at least he has somebody that's a 1A on the other side to take some relief off of him. Because he really hasn't had that in his career. I think he wants that and the ability to be able to go to the playoffs. So I, I could see D-Hop uh, going to somewhere like the Bills, Stefan Diggs on the other side. And they brought up one that, you know what, it makes a lot of sense, but the Chiefs. Now, granted, he doesn't have a number one wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey being the other option is a 1A. I mean, r- despite Kelsey's position that he plays, that dude's a receiver. He's not a tight end. Um, but I could see that, but my only question was, well, I wonder if D hop checks in with honey badger and says, Hey, I know your exit from Kansas city. Wasn't great. What was up? Is it a bad place to play? But I think if you want to, if you want to have an opportunity to compete for a super bowl and, and win a ring, I think you go to Buffalo. I think you go to KC. I think he could consider some other spots like maybe Baltimore, Who needs receivers? They just got Odell Beckham Jr. Put D-hop on the other side. That's a hell of a one-two combo for newly uh, re-signed Lamar Jackson. I don't know.
3: It's
1: definitely some options. Definitely, definitely pretty, pretty. We'll see. But that's what we talked about yesterday uh, on that show. So that kind of, you know. Same thing. Why am I I mad about D-Hop? I'm sure Joel's like just happy to be rid of uh, Aaron Rodgers. All right. Shannon Sharp. It's been reported that Shannon Sharp is set to be leaving undisputed after the NBA Finals. Hmm. Long time coming, I feel like. I wonder where he goes. Does he go to ESPN? Does he go somewhere else? Does he not go back to argumentative television? Hacky bullshit television? The worst. Just talk sports. You don't need to fight. I'm glad for Shannon. I I, I respect what Shannon does. I'm not a huge fan. But I like that Shannon keeps it real. More so than that fake-ass Skip Bayless and that fake-ass Stephen A. Smith. At least Shannon kept it real and he had good takes and you felt like he kind of knew what he was talking about with some of the other show, uh, other sports, but at the same time, spoiler alert, uh, they have a, a plethora of um, associate producers and pages and uh, other folk who go out and write all the info and give it to them and all they got to do is read it and sometimes they'll write their take for them. So yeah, Jeff Bell's like, plus he's an ex-Bronco, which makes him great. Donna said, does anyone really care? Yeah, well, there's there's that too, Donna. There's that too. I'm just interested. I'm just curious. Is there a way to do sports talk without yelling and arguing the whole fucking time? Is that possible? I mean, I know it's possible. I know because I did it and do it. But then they're like, well, nobody wants to watch that. Uh, Okay. I guess Do people really want to watch that fake ass argument every fucking day. I couldn't do it. I don't mind. I don't mind disagreeing and arguing if it's genuine, but I couldn't do it. Anyways, Shannon Sharp, leave it undisputed last, but not least. Wait, what did Amos say? I think he might be going to late night TV when the writer's strike is over. You think he's good enough to do that? Amos. I don't know. Listen, let me tell you something. Amos. Let me tell you something. I mean, it takes a pretty special skill to be able to do a talk show like that, like a late night talk show, right? Like um, a Letterman or a Conan or, you know, hell, even what Arsenio Hall did. It just is different. It's different. So. Club Shay Shay. Fuck is a club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay does over a million views a week. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I, now I got to get out of here and fucking Google Club Shay Shay. YouTube Club Shay Shay. Oh, it's a weekly podcast hosted by Shannon Sharp. Is that the Shay, Shay It sounds like my wife saying blanket. That sounds like my wife. That's what she says. Uh, Because she didn't know how to say culture as a kid. He's got 1.18 million subscribers. He's not getting uh, a million views an episode, buddy. No, he's just not. That's just, that's a falsehood. That's a lie uh, spread by guys like Amos to try to prop him up. You must be a huge Shannon Sharp fate. If you're out here lying about him on the internet, is that your game Amos? Is that your MO? Modus operandi. Didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> yeah. Daddy reads books. No, he doesn't. Uh here it is. In your face. In your face, Amos, if that is your real name. Look. See? Right there. Now he has 1.18 million subscribers, but his videos is videos, uh, full episode, ninety eight k, five hundred and ninety six k, four hundred and six k, three hundred and nine k. That ain't a million. Don't be on here lying. Oh, big on deck. We get, we get eighty bajillion quadrillion light year views. We get eight thousand light years of views. I don't even know. That's none of. What? Go to the About tab. It'll show you his total views. Well, that's total views. I don't give a shit about total views. I'm saying, um, views per episode. Cause that's what Amos said. Now he did say over a million views a week. That's more accurate, I guess. But does he just do one show a week? There you go. Total views is 226 million. I mean, that's pretty good. I guess if you're counting, I mean, who cares? Um, how many episodes does he do a week? Let's see. Videos. Uh, two hours ago. Episode 82. Episode 82. Episode 82. Episode 82. So he just chops them up like that. He doesn't do like. Man, look. He's got somebody making thumbnails for him too. Super smart. Super duper smart. Um, oh, Shut up. Talking to Neo. Where's the full episode? Past guests. Full episodes. Here we go. Here we go. Three days ago. Ten days ago. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. So he's only doing one show a week. Let me tell you something too, man. It's a, it's a big difference doing one pre-scripted podcast show a week. And pre I should say pre-edited. As opposed to five nightly Live talk shows. Big difference, man. Big difference. And this is all just guests, and they're all about an hour 30 with guests. Not the same. Not the same, my brother. Just missed it by 900K. (laughs) I mean, look, this is every week. 98K. I mean, 596 is fucking respectable. Don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing his numbers. Oh, there's a 5.5. Oh, Steve Harvey. That'll do it. <coughs> um, 630. There's 1.2 right there. Okay. Candy Burris. Okay. Oh, she was with Escape. Oh. I get so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. I lose our control. Man, I'll tell you what, though. It is a very diverse lineup. When's the last time Sharon Sharp had a white guy on his podcast? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sharon ain't fucking with no white people. Sharon's like, no. Oh, there we go. Travis Kelsey. He don't even count. Travis goes to the barbecue. He don't even count. That's the one white guy. That's like what they do me. That's like what they do with me. They're like, "Hey, we got a white guy. We got Barry." Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, but that's kind of that's a cheat code, white guy. Um, that's like that's what that's what uh, that's what um, Isaiah Carey does. I mean, it's a uh, you know, it's a, it's a uh, it's a show geared for the African American community. So when he brings me on, I'm his Gary Owen. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is Shay Shay's Gary Owen. Yeah. Uh we go back two years. Oh, here we go. First episode. Let's let's count the white people. Two years ago. Uh one. Oh wait, that's uh yeah. That's a custom sneaker guy. Two What? <laughs> Dude, oh, was that Tyson? No, that's Kamaru Usman. Dude, dude, dude. That's two, that's two. Come on, Shay Shay. God damn it. Uh, still two. Oh, he's got new thumbnails too. The thumbnails are much better. Yeah, two. One a year. He's like, that's it though. <laughs> What's up, Ivan? Good to see you, buddy. Um, he only does people he's interested in. He don't hide it. I, I'm literally just fucking with you and fucking with him, Amos. I don't give a fuck. Do your guess. I don't give a shit. Not a single solitary shit. <laughs> Megas, it's super diverse, right? Right? Um. Yeah, it's whatever. By the way, I got to brag. I'm excited about this. Speaking of uh, really great podcasts, not this one, not mine. I don't I don't know. Everyone calls this a podcast. I don't like calling it a podcast. What's up, Ivan? Good to see you, buddy. Ivan's late. Yeah. Smelling like titties and uh <clears throat> exchange of dollar bills. It's okay. Uh skip Bellies made him hate all white people. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay, I can see that. One deep. That's a touche. That's a good point. That'd make me hate all white people. Um, <laughs> Cheatco white guy. That's, that's what we are. Mm, Shea Shay versus Rabe Buchanan during Super Bowl week is fantastic. Is it really catfish? I need to check that out. What's up, Jim All Sports? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Dick Willie said, I like when Shay Shea ripped Draymond Green for claiming he was top defender of all time. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Um, Clarence at Barry only interviews sports guys, celebs, and Miss Jenny. What about the rest of us, Barry? Where's the diversity? I mean... Do I really need to do I really need to go into it? My right-hand man is a black woman. Um the only the only the only the only live guest that I have on a recurring uh basis on this show is a black dude. And then I he comes to the house and we don't do that anywhere with anybody else. Um I mean I feel like I feel like um, our guests have been pretty diverse. I feel like. Oh, Clarence is saying, interview us regular Joes. I mean, Clarence, I don't want to have to say it, but you kind of forced my hand when you say that shit. He said, excuse me? He had the light skinned dude from Kid and Play on talk about diverse <laughs> um it, thank you jim i'm just going to put this up i'm just going to i'm just going to put that on the screen and i'm not going to say it out loud um so <laughs> why do you entertain his foolishness i don't know i don't know i don't know Fuck, I don't know. Uh, Amos said, I think he just couldn't take another summer of arguing LeBron versus Jordan was Skip. That might be true, too. That might be true, too. Is that a picture of Josh Ennis? What? Where? What the fuck are you talking about, Dick Willie? <laughs> Clarence. <laughs> it was a joke! I mean, it was not good, though. It wasn't a good joke, Clarence. It wasn't a good joke. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's all that we got. All that out of the way. Um, every time somebody brings it up, by the way, or tells me like you, you're you're this, you're that, I always go back to, um, I always think about it, and it wasn't like, but I always think about how one, uh, remember when Ice Cube when they were accusing him of being. Um, misogynistic and anti-female, and he wrote the lyrics. A black woman is my manager, not in the kitchen. So could you please stop bitching? That's what I think about. And I didn't. That's not like Jen's not my manager, but you know she's the VP of operations for Who's Fancy Media. So I love when people try to tell me that 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 this show and what I do is not uh, inclusive or diverse. I, I you know what I need to do. I need to go back and make a list of every guest I've had on this show. And not just for that reason, because I don't want to do it for that reason. One, I want to see how many guests I've had on this show. But two, um, I'd like to just kind of see what, what you know, what have we heavily leaned on? Because I don't do it by, I'm not like, well, I need a... Uh, I've got to have a female on this week. Okay, did that. Now I need a white guy. And then, uh, God, I got to find a Hispanic somewhere. I just get people I think are going to be interesting that I know are in my life. But I need to do that. I'd like to see that. But all of that aside. Ooh. Were you talking about this picture, Dick Willie? Is that what you were talking about? That picture? That's me. That's my um That was my uh dry bar special. Look, that's the poster. Ah! Ah! Yeah. That was when I flew to um Utah. Oh, there's hair. That's nice. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my poster. From Dry Bar Season 9. God damn, it still ain't out. We filmed that shit October 16th. Unbelievable. All right. Don't sit there. Oh. You were talking about Jim's avatar. My bad. Uh, Dick Willie also said, are you having Joel Blank on today? Yes, I am having Joel Blank on today. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing that. Let's see. We know Jen has been your rock since day one. She really has. Absolutely. Um, all right, this got weird. We'll move on. So I had, what did one deep say? Jen is the face of BOD. <laughs> she's the, uh, she's the straw that stirs the drink. For show. Hey, what's up, Rudy Roth? I I Okay, we got way off fucking track. That wasn't the point of any of that. The actual point was I'm doing the Donnie Houston podcast. Uh, I'm doing the Donnie Houston podcast. Uh which my boy Donnie Houston blowing up, so I'm super excited. Like, his shit is uh, uh that's a dope podcast if you're if you're into uh the hip hop scene uh, um, in Houston, Texas in the south yeah you uh you want to check out the Donnie Houston podcast but he reached out and he's he's been diversifying his portfolio he's starting to talk to comics more not just you know third coast hip hop guys but so he's bringing me in so I'm doing that Tuesday uh, Tuesday June 13th I'll be recording the Donnie Houston podcast so so, also that means there probably won't be a show that day because he records it for. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Um, Whitney Houston's sister-in-law baby. Don't know what that means. What's up, Philip Barnard? Welcome in. Donnie having a fire year pods. Yeah. 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 His podcast is great, man. He is killing it. So I'm super excited that he invited me on. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk comedy, but uh <sighs> um, how was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah. So what I want to do, because I thought about this the other day, and this is kind of selfish. I get it. It's selfish. But uh, I was like, you know what? I want to make a list of all the guests because I'm interested to see how many of them have invited me onto their show or into their network. Because I feel And it's not why I did it or do it. It's not why I bring people on so that they have to reciprocate and return the favor. But it's interesting to see how many people um, that I have introduced to our community. And that have picked up followers and fans from what we do here. Because you guys are awesome about that. You guys are, if, if I bring in somebody and you like them, even remotely, you'll go support them. You'll you'll follow their career. You'll, you'll consume whatever content they make or create or whatever it is that they do. Um, and it's, it's one of the things I love most about y'all is how supportive you are of not just me, but everybody I bring in. But at the same time, at the same time, just being selfish. Boy, wouldn't it be great if they brought me in? to their communities to share what I do and make and create with stand up and bury on deck and uh, maybe spread the love and awareness of what we do here. So yeah, see, Amos said, you definitely put me on Donnie Houston. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I don't, I don't like, I don't get mad or or I, I think it's great, man. I'm always been a rising tides raises all ships guy. If I can grow and and, and get bigger and better and, and bring people with me or share that, cool. Cool. Love it. But, you know, maybe I need to start. Hey, when you bring me on your shit. But I didn't do that with Donnie. Donnie reached out to me. So it was super dope. All right. Um, yeah, last headline. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff Bell. God Pro- ah, damn, I got so many producers. Last one, game one of the NBA Finals is tonight. We're going to break this game down in detail um, with uh, Joseph Blankenship when he joins the show uh, 415 today. Jen's Jen, boy, she's. I'm telling you, Jen's a bulldog. I've been saying that shit. A laminate. That's when I know Jen don't fuck with me. Not like fuck, but she's like, she ain't putting up with my bullshit. She just says my last name. That's it. She's just like, I've been saying that, Lamanac. Okay, fuck my bad, boss. So Dallas says, speaking of supporting, Trey's album is available for pre-sale. Comes out June 9 on Facebook. Yeah, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter that um, Trey's album has been recorded and is coming out. I'm not bitter that Bryson Brown, my good friend, who's come on this show to promote his albums in the past, has recorded two now. And they've both been released. I'm not bitter about that. That mine got shit on and squashed. and I'm not bitter at all. Not even a little bit. It's cool. I'm happy for everybody. I don't know. When shit like that happens, I just have to tell myself everything happens for a reason. Right? Everything happens for a reason. I didn't record an album or my comedy special yet because... I don't know what the fuck the reason is, but the universe knows. So I got to leave it up to them. Fuck. Parlay Patty, Miami or Denver? Barry, welcome in, Parlay Patty. Um, uh, here we go. You know what? Let's do it. Let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little. Um, uh, Miami and a Denver. Oh, fancy graphics. What? Come on. Who's killing it? Bronco sixty seven said, "Who is Jen? This is Jen. And Jen is the um, operations manager for the LLC that runs all this shit. Uh, she's also like the day-to-day manager of shit and keeping my shit together. Like Jen's the backbone. Jen's, I don't know. She's got so many titles. GM, VP of Ops. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Started off as assistant, but I was like, okay, she does more than that. So, yeah. Den run shit around here okay all right so here you go uh, I put together a few stats for you nerds uh the uh, now these are series and uh postseason numbers all right so obviously uh nuggies the spicy tasty nuggs are favored um they are a minus 460 to win the series and the heat are a plus 350. So, pretty big odds. In fact, I think I saw somebody say on ESPN that if the Heat were to win, it would be they would be the second biggest dog to win a finals in the last four decades or some shit like that. I mean, look, when you're an eighth seed and you were as bad as they were in the regular season, a lot of it had to do with injuries. It's pretty impressive. But this is not the Heat that you saw in the regular season. And this is not the Heat that that eked out an eight seed uh, into the playoffs. That's this is this ain't them. Uh, that said, pretty pretty one sided in favor of the Spicy Nugs. Um, points per game on offense: Nugs scoring one sixteen point four, the Heat putting up one eleven point seven. This is postseason, by the way, postseason. Denver allowing 108.1 a game, uh, um, Heat a little bit better at 107.4. But that's kind of what the Heat and Eric Spolster are known for, is their defense. Spolster's a defensive whiz. Obviously, you let Jimmy Butler do what he do. But they're supposed to be a better defensive team than they are offensive team. The plus minus on this, though, um, Denver outscoring their opponents about eight points per game. The Heat outscoring their opponents about four points a game. Uh, And I think that's part of it. Now, does this have anything to do with anything? No, this is just showing you what they've done this postseason. Uh, I said Nuggets in five. I think Miami gets one at home. I don't know which one that is, but I think they go on the road and they lose two. I think they go home and split, and then I think they go back to Denver and uh, they lose it there. So I've got Nuggets in five. That's my pick, Patty. Parlay Patty. If you're a Parlay Patty, are you parlaying the Heat and the Panthers? Are you going uh, Nugs and Vegas? Um, Jen is the heartbeat. That is correct. Jimmy Butler with seven undrafted players made finals. LeBron played with two top 75 players. Rebuilt the roster and got swept. Yep. She's the glue. That is correct, Donna. Um forty years, so like Pistons beat down days. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um the NBA has to be so pissed right now. Why? Why, Sean? Why? You're getting to see uh one of the best players in the NBA play in the finals in Nikola Jokic. You're getting to see one of the best dogs in the playoffs in Jimmy Butler. You're getting the best coach in the NBA, hands down, in the finals. Yeah, Spolstro. I mean, what are they mad about? Because it's not two big markets. I get that. I get that. Um, I think what they'll be most mad about is if these games are blowouts and it's not even close or competitive. I think what the NBA is hoping for is they're really hoping more for Heat Celtics type games than they are Nuggets Lakers type games. You know? I don't think I mean there's nothing they can do about it. You got to have you know, it can't always be LA and New York. Can't always be LA and New York. And let's 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 be real. Golden State's not a huge media market. You know what I mean? Boston is. Yeah, Boston's a huge media market. L.A., obviously. Um, NBA media market sizes. Um, So n- New York, L.A., Chicago, Philly, Dallas, Toronto, Golden State, seven. Didn't realize that. Atlanta, Houston, Washington, Boston, Phoenix. That's your top 12 markets. Uh, excuse me. That's your large NBA markets over 2 million homes. Mid-markets, one and a half to two million homes is Minnesota, Detroit, Denver, Orlando, Miami, and Cleveland. So they got two mid-market teams. No small market teams in there. Utah, San Antonio, Milwaukee. I mean, you think they're happy about Milwaukee? Milwaukee is the fourth smallest media market in the NBA. But yet, they've got Giannis, and everyone's like, oh, well, okay, cool. This is great. Well, fuck, Jokic is, is is just as good star power-wise as Giannis. Just as good. And he's got a different kind of game, but he's on that level. He's Giannis-like. So I think they'd rather have the Denver 1.8 million people. Uh, oh, no, that's TV market. 1.8. Metro size is 2.9. But the TV market is 1.798 million people as opposed to Milwaukee's 922K. And we can talk about, oh, well, uh, other people. Let me tell you something. If you're a basketball fan, you want to watch Nikola Jokic play. If you're not, you don't give a shit. But then you didn't give a shit anyways. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. Houston, ninth largest, 2.57 million TVs that they can watch. Seven million people. They have metro. Oh, because Dallas Fort Worth is a bigger metro population than Houston by five hundred thousand people. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. God, New York. What a what a nightmare! Nineteen million people in the metro area for New York. What a what a disaster that would be. Knicks and Nets, Lakers, Clippers is thirteen million. So yeah, jeez. There you go. So I mean, it's a. I don't know if we make too much out of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we overblow the media market angle for all this. We can ask Joel. He would know if anybody's going to know, it'd be a former director of broadcasting for the Houston Rockets. How much that really matters to the NBA. What they care about is viewership, obviously, because they got to sell those to TNT or ESPN and they got to make money off the sponsors. But Good games people will watch. I don't give a shit who the teams are. If Jimmy Butler and Nikola Jokic go at it, like they're able to go at it, it should be a good series. Um, McLovin said I've been watching the NBA for decades. He's flat out boring. Oh, no. Jokic is the most boring to watch of the stars of the NBA. Son, you crazy, McLovin? You crazy. You crazy. McLovin, you have lost your goddamn mind. Uh, San Francisco is in a big media market. Yeah, that's my bad. I fucked it
3: up. That's my, fucked it up.
1: Oh, and that's true. Jeff Bell said some bad blood between uh, Jokic and Jimmy. So uh, that should be good. Jimmy Butler on a mission. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Bronco 67 said, I say just take time to watch. Joker does things different, but you have to witness his greatness. If any coach can make a game plan for Joker at Spolstra. Thank you, Ivan. Stand with me, baby. Stand with me. Um Amos said, let's be real. Jimmy and Joker won't pull in the people that don't pay attention until the finals. That's the eyes they'll be missing. It depends. Don't think for one second, I've already seen the ads running. Don't think they're not gonna hype up the old Jokic pushing down. Who was it? Marcus Morris? And then Jimmy was like, Well, meet me outside. Just don't bring your brothers. Just meet me outside, though. Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> Megan said, Eh, fuck Dallas. <laughs> Total Dallas was like, F back at you, Megan. She's like, Love you. It <laughs> reminds me of my niece. My niece was like a fucking, the biggest um, nerd. In junior high and high school, well, junior high more than high school, she was, like, super uh, straight A's. She was a sweetheart, but she was nerdy, and she was very religious. She was super into church, and my sister asked her one day. My sister was like, what are you going to do if you get in a fight? She goes, I don't fight. She's like, well, sometimes you don't have a choice. Somebody try to whoop your ass. She's like, I just tell them Jesus loves you and run off. I was like, girl, you're going to get your ass whooped. Oh, my God, you're going to get bullied. Fuck. Need to learn how to fight. Come on, go on over to Uncle Barry's house so I can teach you how to put your dukes up. Um CC's everybody's aggressive in the chat today. A little bit. Um I have McLevin said, nah, I have not. It looks like Jokic is gonna pass out any minute when he plays. Man, he's just a big floppy dude. He's a big floppy dude. Like, I mean, you know. But if you watch I, that's the thing like the the greatness is the fact that he out rebounds everybody with a 3 inch vertical. It's like Larry Bird. It's like watching Larry Bird. It's like watching Larry Bird. Larry Bird was slow, no vertical. I mean he could dunk but but Larry Bird uh, great anticipation, knew what you were going to do before you did it. Was thinking three steps ahead, blah blah blah. That same thing with Jokic. He's not out jumping anybody for a rebound, but he's good at anticipating where the ball will be or could be and getting to that spot and getting the rebounds. That's a skill, bro. I'm sorry you're not into it like that, but he's skilled. And his conditioning is better than you think. Just because he looks exhausted? Bro, that man's been playing in Denver for how long? Come on, fam. Um... Sean said his game isn't exciting. He's not playing above the rim and he isn't explosive. He's like the old dude that got game at the gym. Um, Okay. There is truth in that, Sean. You're right. He's not playing above the rim. He's not, you know, out there leaning on dunks, yamming on people. Ah, in your eyes. Um, what's up, UT Broward? Wow. D. Broward said, uh, Jesus never learned to fight, and he ultimately got crossed up. That is not okay. Um. But the uh, the thing the thing about the, 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 the beauty of Jokic's game is not above the rim. You are 100% right, Sean. But the fact that a seven-footer, a big floppy seven-footer like him, runs the break, he is so skilled as a passer as a rebounder, he's able to create shots. I mean, look how big he and slow he looks. You should be able to stop that dude every time, but yet you can't. I don't know, man. It's just it depends on. It's like the the nuance of the game, right? It's like, do you just want to see dudes dunk? Cool, go watch and one. You're not an NBA fan, but if you want to see a seven footer run the break like a like he's six four. That's, that's fucking impressive, dude. Really impressive. That's what I used to love about Olajuwon is his ability to pass from the low post. Like, uh, the things that I loved, Olajuwon wasn't an above-the-rim player. Olajuwon wasn't dunking all the time and highlight reels like that. His spin moves, yeah. But Olajuwon block shots, gets steals. Excellent passer. I mean, like, that was all great, fun stuff. You know, big men don't aren't above the rim players, anyways. What big man? I mean, well, Giannis, I guess. But is this more power than finesse? Ut Brown said Denver's gonna win. They finally have broken the curse of Dikembe and his crying celebration back in the nineties. That wasn't a curse, but yeah. Spicy nugs in five. That's the. I guess I need to put that on the screen because everybody comes in and asks. I mean, not that you ask, but they, you know, people come in and be like, so what's it going to be, Laminak? Is he really slow? It only takes him like 10 strides to get down the floor. Oh, Giannis or Jokic? No, Giannis isn't slow at all. Uh, Akeem had two quadruple doubles. Yeah. Oh, Megan said Miami in six. That's confidence. Okay. Ivan says Miami in six. You guys are feeling Miami. You liking the dogs, huh? There you go, Ivan. Oh, Megan, you're so fucked, by the way. Megan's like, Miami in six. Ivan goes, yeah, Miami in six. And Megan should have went, fuck. Denver in five. It is the kiss of death. That's how now I know I feel good about my pick. Because Ivan picked the opposite. I feel good. Ivan's literally the worst picker of games and winners in the history of sport. Like literally, Ivan has made an Olympic sport out of sucking at betting. Ian said Miami in five or seven. God damn it, Ian! Pick a side. It's five or it's seven. You can't say both. That's not how this worked. Works. Ivan said, "Hey, I picked Miami over Boston." Okay, and they almost fucking lost. They got up three and almost choked because of you. Jimmy Butler could break the Ivan curse. He's the only guy that could. That is true, Dick really, The Spurs were fucking boring. The Pistons weren't boring because you never know who they were going to beat up. Yeah, they were boring. Gilbert said Miami in 5 (laughs) that I'd be great if Gilbert was like Miami in eight. I mean, they're an eight or three. Oh, Gilbert. That's not how that works. Duncan and Wallace were much more exciting to watch. Bro, Tim Duncan was not exciting to watch. If you, Okay, McLovin, you just literally, I don't mind dissenting views, but you just lost all credibility, credibility, all. I mean, all credibility. Every fucking drop you had gone. There it goes. Guys, did you see that? That was McLovin's credibility leaving the building. What the? There it goes. Tim Duncan was the most boring fucking basketball player ever created, ever invented. His literally his nickname was fucking boring. The big fundamental. He was known for chest pass. Dude, dude, Tim Duncan, wh- Tim Duncan was a fucking, He he. well, he was a throwback. Yeah, at the fucking WNBA, chest passes, bounce passes, got to use the square on the backboard. That was fucking Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was boring as fuck. Effective? Yeah. Great? Yeah. Nobody wanted to watch Tim Duncan. Nobody was like, oh, fuck. Guys, I gotta go. Tim Duncan's playing basketball. Shit, where's my keys? Why don't you just listen to it on the radio? Hell no! I gotta see these chest passes. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta see these bank shots. Fucking what? He was fucking boring, bro. And I, again, I'm not doubting his greatness. CC, CC's a Spurs fan. Calm down, CC. Don't start stabbing people in the chat. Tim Duncan was boring, dude. Boring. Effective? Yeah. Great? Yeah. All that. All that. Not exciting, though. Jesus Christ, not exciting. I I went, look. I go to YouTube and Google Tim Duncan highlights, and YouTube goes, nah. No. You want to watch an episode of Shay Shay? This is some bullshit. Here's an episode of fucking Isaiah Factor talking about Gooch Grease. You don't want Tim Duncan highlights. No. Mm -mm. One deep said Duncan would drag Jokic. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. Catfish, Tim Duncan versus Joker. Who's more exciting is like asking which color paint is more exciting to watch or dry. I don't know. I, I like the fact that a big man can run the break. I think that's pretty special. I think it's pretty pretty badass that he can bring the ball up and facilitate. But that's just me. What do I know? Oh man, my beats headphones are broke. Um. Yes. Dick Williams at Preach Barry, and the other players know that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Dunga would put on a clinic versus Jokic. Okay, what. You're you're talking about two different things, McLovin. Now you're just like, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, shit. Here comes facts. Fucking going all Matrix on this. Missing them facts. You said that Duncan was not boring. No one said that Duncan was better or worse than Jokic. That's not what we're talking about. The point of that last little rant was the fact that Tim Duncan was a boring fucking player. He was not appointment viewing in the NBA. The rings don't lie. I mean, his fingers are like Shakira's hips. They don't lie. He's a champion. And would he be, would he take Jokic to school? I don't know about that. I think it'd be a lot more competitive than you think. um they'll both have their way offensively i kind of agree with just pj by the way welcome to the show just PJ. <laughs> how you doing huh how you doing welcome in this is barry on deck i am barry and uh i first time here i see this your first time chatting and uh make yourself at home um, I spent seven years on ESPN Radio. i was a nationally touring stand-up comedian. Three years, hosted a show here in Houston on TV called Houston Sports Show. Uh, now I do this full-time in stand-up comedy. It's a great place to hang out. It's a great community. We love talking sports and bullshitting and uh, a curse a lot. Be be warned. But uh, it's all in good fun, and uh, we have a good time doing it. It's a great community and a great chat. and We mix sports and entertainment and have a good time doing it. And, uh, by the way, bathrooms are down the hall on the right. The kitchen's on the left. Make yourself whatever you feel like eating. Uh, No whores after 9 o'clock and no hard drugs. Other than that, man, make yourself at home. Eric Lewis won't referee in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I did see that. I'm saving that for Joel. I want to get his take on that. (laughs) Megan said we love cursing. Oh, do we? Oh, fucking do we? Um, I was said you're now up to date. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Hey, Barry, what's your show about? Um, sports and trying to make them fun and funny and entertaining and lots of, lots of fuck, lots of the word fuck, a lot, a lot of cussing and some drinking and uh, more cussing, more cussing and fun, fun, fun cussing. And yeah. And Jim, I almost forgot to mention the cursing. Um, my wife was talking about that she was like how did you do radio for 7 years on ESPN and you say fuck every other word on your show I was like eh. Just flip the switch I don't have to flip that switch <clears throat> Um, <laughs> UT Broward said Jokic is the NBA crow cop that's a great comparison a little racist but very he doesn't look deadly, but he'll put put you on your ass if you don't respect him. I like that very much. So, uh, <laughs> Sean Sean Hate Stuff said, "Hey, it's a huge soccer program." That's how just just PJ. That's how uh, Sean Hate Stuff. This guy right here. That's how he talks. That's how he talks. It's a it's a it's a huge it is a huge soccer program. We'll be taking the women's World Cup starting next week.
3: No, we won't. No, we won't.
1: Uh, We both know it's true. By the way, your Rangers have the softest schedule in the entire MLB. Oh, now Ivan and Total Dallas are fighting. God bless. I don't give a shit. All right, so there was your um, NBA numbers. Let's let's do a poll. Everybody want to climb on my poll? Let's get on my poll. Let's get on Daddy's poll. Who you got? They only let me do one, two, three, four, five. We'll do it this way Nuggets in four, five, Nuggets in six, seven, Heat in four, five. Eat in six, seven. There we go. Uh, Go vote, hose. Go vote, people. That's what's wrong with this country is people don't vote, whether it's in real life or on Twitch. You got five minutes to make the world a better place. Do your job, people. Do your job. I brought you in here for one reason and one reason only to vote in these stupid-ass polls. Now do your job. Do your job. <sighs> Just BJ said, oh, that's great news. I love so-called soccer. I do not. We don't. I'm a new hockey fan, so if you like hockey, uh, get ready. A lot, a lot of hockey Don't you dare say truck driver Dallas Berry. What? That's hilarious. Uh, The other day, it was all teams, not going to lie. I don't know what that means here. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. What the fuck is that? Who are the nuggest? Oh, shut up. Don't start correcting my spelling. I swear to God, I'll block you. I swear to God. I swear to God on everything holy. I will block your whole dumb face. I will. I'll block your dumb face. It's a typo, okay? It's a typo. You know what the fuck I meant. I'm a grown-ass man. Don't start correcting my spelling. I got a, I got a hard and fast rule on social media. You correct my spelling, you get blocked. Why? Because I'm 49 and I don't give a fuck and you knew what the fuck I meant. And at least I don't get triggered by it. We got to take a break. <laughs> oh my God. Honey, you're cracking my spelling. Nah. I'm fucking with you. Uh... UT Broward said, sorry, it's the teacher in me. Oh, fuck, another teacher. Great. That's not what we needed on this show was more smart people in the chat. We definitely didn't need more smart people in here calling me on my bullshit. Great. What do you teach, UT Broward? You teach people how to correct other people on the internet? Huh? Well, I major in uh, correcting fools. Um, No, we're not typing out UT Broward uh missing out if you don't love the beautiful game i mean look just pj i tried world cup i'm like okay i'm gonna dedicate myself to watching this and i do and i'm like that's great and then when it rolls around i'm like mm, i can't get into soccer hockey though fucking loving it loving it all right, here's what we got to do. We're going to take a break because I have to pee. You guys got to go vote or die. Wasn't that the slogan? Vote or die. Like, that's pretty extreme. What is this, Iraq? Um. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go pee. I'm going to give me another drink, 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 another Diet Coke. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little NHL finals. I've got the numbers for you on that, and uh, yeah, we will we'll kick some other shit around. I got we're gonna talk a little more heat specifically Jimmy Butler. I got a story I want to share with you. Speaking of fools and idiocy, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. That's right, one deep pee or die. Um, so we're gonna take this break. You guys are gonna sit on the corner and do a little dope. If you're, if you're new here, that's our theme song. Uh, stick around for that. And then coming up at 4.15, my buddy and my old co-host on ESPN Radio, Joe Blank, going to join me. If you're an NBA person or you just want great NBA insight, you don't want to miss Joe Blank. Spent 23 years with the Houston Rockets as the director of broadcasting for the team. Spent another four years in the Portland Trailblazers organization. This dude has 27 years of NBA front office experience, and he joins us on this little raggedy-ass show at... Every single Thursday at 415 to share his knowledge and wealth about the sport with us. So we're gonna do that uh at about 415 in about 30 minutes. Until then, I'm gonna take a little quickity quick break. Daddy's gonna pee, get a Diet Coke, you go poop or pee or whatever it is you do during the break, and then we'll come back and we'll reconvene. All right, don't go nowhere. I'm watching. I got my I got my eye on you. We'll see you in a second. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Labadeck. Do not, I repeat, do not go anywhere. Sit on the corner and do some dope. We'll see you in a second. I got your bitch.
2: Fitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Fitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Fitting down the, the goddamn corner doing dope. Corner, corner, doing dope. They are to be shamed. Fitting down the goddamn...
1: to uh, i guess the last half of the show hour number two hour number three i don't know what the hell it is whatever welcome back this is barry on deck i'm your host barry Laminek. thank you guys for sticking around through the break those of you that did those of you that didn't can go fuck yourselves go have sex with yourself okay and i mean that i mean you in a good way uh yeah so yeah more dope right back half there you go dubs there you go welcome to the hind end welcome to the caboose Of the show and the week and the week. Uh, This is last show of the week. If you're newer here and you don't know the sketch. I should probably put it somewhere on the screen. I used to have it up, but Monday through Thursday, two to five, two ish to five. Save your late jokes. Slap the fire out of everybody. Save your late jokes. Yeah. Monday through Thursday, two to five. Come hang out with us. We do it every Monday through Thursday, um, except when we don't. What do you want from me? I got you, Jen. Uh, we're going to get to one story about Jimmy Butler in just a second. Uh, and we got some NHL finals that I want to discuss. And then Joe Blank going to join us at 4.15. <clears throat> in the meantime, uh, uh, this actually started uh, on the usual suspects. We started doing this at the time on that show. And, hey, what's up, uh, Bear Brother? Brother Bear? Um, We started doing this on The Usual Suspects, and you know, a lot of people wanted to carry over a lot of stuff from that show to this show and to the press box with Joel and Nick and Charlie and whatever else amalgamations they had of the shows over there. And nothing, we we all just kind of were like, nah, we we just want to make sure that this stays what it is. That said, we did carry over one thing, or at least I did, and I, I talked to Joel about it, and they didn't give a shit, but like, you know, it, it was it was something I wanted to do and was passionate about doing. Jeff Bell! Why are you giving me $500? It's your birthday. $500. 500 bits. It's your birthday. Thank you for the 500 bits. Mm, appreciate you. Um, second place. There you go. All right, so what we did is we used to do a thing called the Weight Loss Challenge. Uh, that was back when we had, um, the station kind of behind it. And I was like, well, you know what? Jen and I said, you know what? Let's keep doing it. Joe don't give a shit. They ain't doing it. Let's keep doing it. So with that, we, we have every year that this show has been on air. We've done the weight loss challenge. We've done a bunch of stuff that we keep doing the roast of my face. The, uh, what's the charity thing? The, 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 what the hell do we call the charity event at the end of the year? I forget now. Shit. Why am I forgetting on that? Um, oh, the stream-a-thon. Jim! Thank you for the 69. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Joel, thank you for the 100 bits. Sean, thank you for the 100 bucks. Much love, Sean. Thank you for that, buddy. Oh, the strip-a-thon. That's not CC. I mean, that would be... I would, I would do a strip-a-thon. If you guys wanted to do a -a strip-a-thon, I'd let you. I'm not doing the strip-a-thon, but I would let you. (laughs) Much appreciated, my friend. Okay, we got a hype train going. What the fuck? See, Jin? That's what happens. I'm trying to do the damn show. Doing a weight loss challenge. Hype train bitches. Guess I gotta do a shot. Oh, look what I found. Look what I found when I started cleaning it out. Hell yeah, conductor's hat, bitches. Courtesy of d Mata. Get well soon, d Mata. See that? You see the? You see the? The fucking choosing Train on it. Conductor hat, bitch. Let's get a shot. Jen, you fine? Jen says she's out on the stripper chow. Okay. The strip-a-thon. What if we combined the weight loss challenge, the stream-a-thon, with stripping? I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. Hey, man, thank you guys for the hype train! (laughs) We are in the midst of a hype train. What are we at? What are we at? What percent? What percent? What percentage is level one 48%? Thank you guys so much, man. Cheers to you guys. I love you to death. Appreciate all the love and support that you give this show every single day of the week. Thank you guys. Cheers. Oh, fireball in your face, bitch. All right. I'll be good, liquored up for Joel. There you go. Winner has to strip. No, no. Loser has to strip. The loser has to strip. That that way you're motivated to lose weight. That's what we do. Loser has to strip for charity. Actually, loser's name is Charity when they strip. Now on the main stage, Charity. Um, Love you, heartthrob. Got to check out for a bit. Let's call it an important doctor visit for my mom. Hey, man, all my best. All my best. By the way, I'm so pissed at doctors right now. You know, Nora's sick. And um, I told her, I was like, well, the doctor, they'll give you something to help combat. She's got COVID. I didn't want to tell anybody, but. She's like, well, the doctor, they said all they can do is just wait it out. I'm like, fuck them. That's not true. I was like, I know two deckheads that had COVID that said they both got something that helped them out. Fuck all that. No. One deep said, I'm 6'1", 198. I feel left out. Well, get fat, ho. What do you want? What do you want from me? Start eating, goddammit. You got four days. Start fucking eating. All right. Uh, here is the weight loss challenge. Oh, what the hell cube zoom. Okay. Now ignore the 2022. We're using the same rules as last year. I just need to update the graphic. Uh, but 2023 weight loss challenge. We're doing it exact same way. We did it last year. Want to lose weight and get motivated. This is what you do. Essentially. This is how it works. All right. You have to put up a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks to enter. Right. Yeah. Let's see. It's from June. It's 30 days or basically four weeks. It'll be from June 4 to whatever. Um, Let's see. There's three groups. There's women. There's men weighing uh, 225 or less. And then men weighing 225 or more. Or over 225, excuse me. Prizes. um, Each winner will win $200 plus a one-third split of the deposit pool. Boy, I don't know. Times are not the same as they were last year. I don't know if we're going to be able to do $200. I may have to update that. Jim. We have, to, we have to lower that down to 150 or 100 plus the pool. I don't know. That's, 200, that's $600. Bucks. I don't have fucking $600 in the company account. Shit. We may have to revisit that. Nonetheless. Um, so here's how you win. You earn points. Each week, contestants will uh, have a chance to accumulate points. The contest, uh, the contestant with the most points at the end of the contest and each group will be declared the winner for that respective group. In case of a tie, the prize money and deposit pool will be split. How do you earn points? Real easy. Um, You do your proof of activity, whether it's steps or exercise. You can send screenshots of that. So you just get 10,000 steps a day. You're good. Um, You do a food log and you do a weigh-in video. So in other words, if you want to have a chance at winning every week, You have to do those mandatory things. If you don't, you lose. So you can get 10 points max per week, five base points plus five bonus points if earned. Here's how it works. Choose one of the following each week, steps uh, or other activity. So you would get 70,000 steps in a week, which is five points, 10,000 steps a day, seven days a week. Each additional 5,000 steps is one point. Uh, so here's all the details, right? And then you got to do a food log. You basically just have to log what you eat, record at least one entry in a food log each day, show that to Jen. Then you got to do a weigh in video. So basically what we're trying to do with this weight loss challenge is hold you guys accountable and make you hold yourself accountable. So you put your money in, right? Everybody pays. Was it a hundred bucks? And then what we said it was, what is it to enter Jen? I don't fucking remember. Uh, where's the- yeah, $100 deposit. Okay, so the way it works is this. You put your $100 deposit in. If you do all three required things every week for four weeks, you get your $100 back. You get your deposit back. If that leads to you winning, you get the winnings, the, the prize money, plus the money that people sh- boo-booed and shit away because they didn't do what they were supposed to. So, for example... Let's say Jen enters. She sends her hundred bucks to herself. She gets seventy thousand steps a week. Records her food every day and does a weigh-in video. Jen gets her hundred bucks back. Let's say I send it a hundred bucks, and I don't, I don't, I don't get my steps. I would lose a certain amount of my money, of my hundred dollar deposit. So I might. Let's say you do your steps three of the four weeks. You do everything you're supposed to for three weeks, but one week you didn't. For whatever reason, you'd lose twenty five bucks. You'd get seventy five back, and that twenty five would go into the pool for the winners. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Just go to the website. I'm gonna put the website here. Go read this. And uh, like I said, might uh, might be might have to change the 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 prize money. It's a lot. So there's the there's the link. Okay, uh, Barry, you worked at ESPN long enough. Do you think Fatland Z look like Maury Shaken from the movie Entrapment? I don't even know who that is. I'd have to Google it. But LZ my dude, so I'm not going to say anything disparaging about him. Well, this also be on the Discord? Yes, CC. I'll put it on the Discord. Dick Willie said, I will kill it in steps playing uh, pool and golden tea. Cheater!
3: Cheater!
1: Yeah, but we'll all know because you'll still be a fat ass. You'll be like, I got 18 bajillion steps. Well, how the fuck did you gain three pounds, fat boy? Um, <clears throat> So, we're going to put this all in the Discord. There's the link that will take you to the website you see on your screen with all the details. I'll explain it again. We want to get started June 5th. So, if you're a fat ass and you don't want to be a fat ass anymore, but you can't get motivated... This is a great way to motivate yourself. You send Jen a hundred bucks. If you do everything you're supposed to do, you're probably going to lose weight and you get your hundred bucks back. But if you fuck around, you're going to lose a hundred bucks or at least a portion of it. So that's what we came up with to try to motivate you guys. So there you go. Steps are difficult being stuck in the class. Walk after, after after class. Get up in the morning early and go walk. I don't know what to tell you. Got to get it in, man. That's all part of a healthy lifestyle. And yeah, you can do other activities. That's right. (laughs) I even said, bro, you weigh like 50 pounds, Total Dallas. Shut the hell up. That's true. Total Dallas is fit. Slim and fit. Uh, Okay, so. Do that. Uh, if you have questions, hit me up on the Discord. You can also, you can also, damn it. You can also email Jen, Jen at Email her. She will answer all your questions about the weight loss challenge. If you're having trouble understanding kind of what's expected of you, she can explain it to you. By the way, for those of you that ask who the hell's Jen, now you see why Jen is so critical to this show. Cause there ain't no way I'd pull shit off shit like this off. I'd be like, nah, fuck it. We ain't doing it. So email Jen, tell her you want in on the weight loss challenge, but maybe you're confused about what to do and she'll explain it to you. She'll get you in, uh, and get you sorted out. You can also go to that link in the chat, but we're running out of time. All right. We want to start June 5th. That's Monday. So get your fat asses in the challenge. Get your little hundred dollars together. Get it sent over to Jen. She'll, she can Venmo, PayPal, or whatever. Yeah, don't use her who's fancy email. That shit is broke right now. I haven't fixed it yet. Low on the priority list. But email her at the one you see on the screen. Uh, Jen at on So there you go. All right. Let's do this one story, and then we're going to be joined in about 15 minutes by my, my guy, my dude, my boy Joe Blank. Going to talk all things NBA. Um... I can be better. They make caskets for skinny people. Okay. True. Maury shaking entrapment, Barry. Simple Google. He is shirtless. It's him. Uh, oh, God damn it, Dick Willie. Fine, I'll look it up. But I think you're going to be severely disappointed. No, he looks fucking nothing like Lance. Absolutely nothing like him. This guy? Bro, I of to time you out just for wasting this whole show's time with this bullshit. Look that. That looks fucking nothing like LZ. Goddamn nothing. You're racist for that, Dick Willie. That is totally racist. The guy looks nothing like fucking Lance Zerline. Absolutely nothing. I go, images. Yeah. Fuck no. No. You just you just wasted the show's time. You know what? Somebody remind me to time out Dick Willie on Monday. I'm not going to do it today because we w- w- wasted enough time. That bullshit ass. Like, no! Uh, I gained 10 pounds over the weekend. Good for you, E3. Would you fucking eat a cat? God damn. <laughs> One deep said, I'll sponsor you, Barry. I think we'll win. I mean... I'm in it. I, I've got to lose weight. I, like I, I see myself on this fucking... I got eyes. I see how fat I look. I saw a, a video from three years ago I did for Billy Dee's uh, Tales of the Virus that he was doing during the pandemic. I was like, God damn! I was skinnier during the pandemic than I am not. Skinnier... Whatever. Okay, here's the last story I wanted to get to. It's about uh, Jimmy Butler. Excuse me. I mean... Hemi buckets. Oh my god. What? That's a that's weird. Why is that like that? There we go. That was weird. Bro, this is this this is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. This is absolutely stupid. Okay. Really stupid. Mega said weird picture. I mean, look, I just grabbed whatever was in the article. I don't give a fuck. Um. So he's trademarking the name Hemi Buckets. What? First of all, that's a fucking stupid name. Nobody's stealing that from you, Jimmy Butler. If you don't know, he goes by Jimmy Buckets. That's a nickname that he was given, right? Which is good. That's a that's a good nickname, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, B-U, Kutzler, you know, similar. But then they said there's the thing like he is him. So they were saying about Jimmy Butler when he was running through everybody this postseason. They were like, oh, Jimmy It's not Jim. He is him. It's not Jimmy. It's Hemi. It's him. He is him, right? It's a way of saying you're the man when you say him. He's him. So he's saying that his name is now Hemi Buckets, and and he's getting that shit trademarked for whatever reason. <laughs> No, Alex. Alex said maybe he's Hispanic and he says Hemi. No, no, because it'd be a J and he would still say Hemi. Hello, my name is Hemi. That was so racist. Jesus Christ. Wow. You see what you made me do, Alex? Now my Mexican wife's going to stab me when I'm done. You racist. Okay, that's also racist. What? Jesus Christ. This is this is so dumb. Hemi buckets. And I love that he's got to get it trademarked because he thinks somebody else is gonna take it from him. He thinks somebody else is gonna be like, oh, I can't wait to put hemi buckets on a shirt so I can not sell any shirts. It's just so stupid. Like no one gives a fuck. No one wants to use that. Ridiculous. Uh, here's what Yahoo Sports said about it. Uh, Josh Gerben on Twitter said Jimmy Butler has filed a new trademark for Hemi Buckets. The filing was made. The filing was made on May 24th. It indicates that Jimmy Butler plans to launch a Hemi Buckets brand of coffee, beer, soda, bottle water, clothing, and coffee cups. Stupid. It's dumb. It's it's really, it's not even a good nickname like that. Jimmy Buckets is a good nickname. You know what? You want to do something cool? You want to do something neato? Like, I don't know what, what, is, what, is, what it has to do with buckets. Um, bucket of popcorn. That's it. Jimmy Buckets and you sell buckets of popcorn. Done. That makes sense. That's cool. Put your face on the bucket of popcorn. Hey, make sure you get some, baby, because I'm smooth butter. Oh, you don't want you don't want uh smooth butter in your popcorn? Well, that's that's not Jimmy Buckets. Cause baby, I am butter. But that fucking Hemi Buckets, that's stupid. I ain't buying no coffee from Hemi Buckets. That's just that just sounds weird. It doesn't like you know, some things roll off the tongue, right? Jimmy Buckets rolls, it sounds good. Hemi buckets. First of all, it sounds like uh, a motor in a Dodge. A Hemi buckets. I don't know what that is. That a is that a is that a is that a Dodge with bucket seats? I don't know what that is. Jimmy Butler. But this is dumb, and you just wasted your money on a trademark because no one's stealing that shit, and that's why you trademark stuff so nobody else can use it without permission, and then you get paid. Ain't nobody stealing that shit. Ridiculous. It says, Hemi Buckets combines Butler's nickname of Jimmy Buckets with the popular internet moniker of him. The new nickname is caught on as a, but as Butler has powered the heat to their second finals appearance in four years, despite entering the postseason as the eight seed. Hemi Buckets. I ain't saying that shit. I'm not saying it. I don't give a shit. Uh, All these jokes about Hyman Butler are terrible. I didn't even see that. Who's saying Hyman Butler? His white mom's hotter than Sandra Bullock. Don't know what that is. Bucket challenge. There you go. I will trade in my Dodge if he does that. (laughs) If he wins, it's going to blow up. No flip. Ain't nobody buying fucking coffee cups from Hemi Buckets. Maybe in Miami. This is going to be another failed attempt at a. Corporation for a guy with more money than he knows what to do with. Uh glad I supported a player who doesn't spend one minute of time creating a look at me moment. Thank you, Nicola Jokic. Thank you, Joker. <laughs> oh my god, Barry, it's what Shakira calls him. Why do you knock her pronunciation skills? You can do better than that, Dick Willie. Hey, what's up, Dre? Good to see you, homie. Thank you for being here. Barendett, you did not even know Butler was adopted by his white buddy's mama, like basketball blindside. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't I don't why would I care about that? What does that what does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with anything. I Don't give a shit who his mama is or what color she is. That has nothing to do with a fucking trademark and a stupid ass nickname like Hemi Buckets. I think it's cool. It doesn't that but it has no bearing on it. There's no bearing on it. It's dumb. Hey, what's up, Joe Pro? Good to see you, buddy. Good afternoon, deckheads. Hemi Buckus is a dumb nickname, that is all. All right, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Well done, Joe Pro. We will see you next year. Oy. Damn it. Hello, Fireball. Left in there. You're making it about care, Bears Barry. Shut up, Dick Willie. All right. Uh, let's see. I thought I heard the sound of Joel Blake popping in. Joel's going to join us here in just a bit. Um, Last thing, real quick, before Joel joins us, I wanted to get this in because y'all know I'm a huge hockey guy. Lifelong hockey fan for like five weeks now. Love it. Love it. Uh, but here's some hockey um info for you for the Stanley Cup finals. They start... Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. I know uh, NBA is tonight, which, by the way, if you're not an NBA fan and you don't want to watch it, well, one, why? You're stupid. Two, um, I would tell you you could come to the uh, Houston Improv tonight and watch me do comedy, but it's sold out. Oh, too bad. So sad. Two shows. I am opening for Matt Matthews. I I don't. I don't know who it is. He's like a gay farmer. I swear to God. He's like, I don't know who he is. He's a gay dude from Birmingham, Alabama. And the only video I saw of him, he was on a farm. I was like, I have never opened for a gay farmer. This is going to be pretty awesome. But two sold out shows. Two sold out shows. Uh, Yeah. It's Trust me when I tell you that it's going to be awkward. I don't know why, but the Houston Improv is like, hey, whenever we need someone to open for a gay comedian or do clean, uh, Barry's our guy. I'm like, how the fuck did I get those two? Like, what? And what's funny is I opened for... Uh, what's his name? Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. He's a is a gay comic. He was absolutely hilarious. Great dude, too. Really nice guy off stage. But he was super funny. But he, uh, I walked out... Improv sold out. 500 seats. None of gay dudes and chicks. Uh, I walk on stage and I was like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. You could tell just by looking at me that I am not a good dancer. And they did not like that fucking opening line at all. They were like, this guy sucks. They didn't boo, but there was a lot of hissing. Okay, that's enough, Jesus. No, I'm looking forward to it tonight. Uh, I have not met Matt Matthews. I don't know um, what his type of hilarity is, but we're gonna find out. Uh, one more time, by the way, if you want to get in, uh, make sure you email Jen. Make sure you email Jen for the for the weight loss challenge. Make sure you get in there. Um, by the way, here's your NHL. Let me get the schedule. I do this. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights favored uh, in the Stanley Cup, favored to win it all. Uh, They are a minus 130. The Florida Panthers are a plus 110. If you're looking for some statistical information about the two. Goals for, goals against. Knights scoring uh, 3.6 goals a game, giving up 2.6. So that'll get it done. Panthers at 3-1 and 2-7. So not as great. Um, Power play percentage. This is the the advantage that I think Florida has. Vegas was a higher seed going into the playoffs, but uh, not very good on the power play. Not very good on the power play and and penalty kills either. Um, I don't know why that plus four point two is. I didn't change that. Uh, but Vegas struggles on pen, penalty kills and um, and being shorthanded. So I think that's where Florida might have a big advantage. In the series, either way, I don't give a shit. I just love watching hockey. It's that fun. It's that fun. So I'll be uh, tuning in on Saturday, which will be uh, June 3rd, 7 p.m. TNT at home. Uh, Vegas is at home to open the Stanley Cup finals. Tune in. Should be good times had by all um what <laughs> you're an asshole alex alex villain away said what's the star's odds to win oh wait <laughs> you're a jerk joe bro said uh i knew what you meant wait cc said so you need me to come seek merch do merch. do you need me to come seek sell oh god never mind i can't type <laughs> <laughs> I mean you you're welcome to come and sell merch if you want. Hell, come on. Uh Donna said go nights. Yeah. She said <laughs> Mark said, Why, Donna? She said, why not? Go Knights, because uh that's who beat Dallas, the Dallas stars. So fucking go nights. Here we go, night night. All right. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. I wanna screenshot that (laughs) It's okay, I'm two minutes behind. Fuck my bad. Guys joining me on the show right now as he always does every single Thursday at four fifteen ish. I
2: didn't even even... Are we on yet?
1: Look how red I am. You have your fucking dying
2: over God, here. I thought
0: we were talking hockey for a second. I was going to ask you when's your next show? I was going to go. <laughs> Woo!
1: <laughs> Shut up, Joel! Oh my God, that is hilarious. H- hilarious. Uh, guys, join me on the program. 23 years with the Houston Rockets as director of broadcasting. Another four years uh, with the Portland Trailblazers. 27 years of NBA front office experience. He is the co-host of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. You can listen to them noon to 3 every day here in the city of Houston on ESPN 97.5 or on the app. Above all that, good friend and uh, funny dude. And it's uh, Joe Blank. What's up, homie? How are you? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Um,
0: When's your next show?
1: Tonight. You want to come hang out? with?
0: I mean, you you look like you could actually open up for any crowd I mean even like a sold out gay crowd I mean I just feel I, like you've got that kind of look
1: I can joel I can indeed okay because I'm I'm div- not diverse that's not the word I want uh <laughs> nah i listen Arts with the name bow oh, kiss my <laughs> listen at this point I'm a hoe I'm just like you're paying i'm I'm doing it well, I don't give a shit what it is. I got bills to pay, so is that what you're doing in the lobby after the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If you're paying it. I'm doing it. Is that the yeah? Slogan? They're I'm like, terrible? how much
1: did you? Uh, how much did you wake? Well, uh, the improv pays one fifty a show, but I made eight thousand dollars doing hand jobs in the park in the parking lot. <laughs> shit, I've been moisturizing. Got yourself all day. a bottle up.
0: Oh, got yourself a bottle of palm olive on the way home and
3: took care of it. It's like, do you sell
1: merch? I mean, it's it's kind of like merch. (laughs) You know? It's, you know, yeah. Yeah. They came to see a show. (laughs) What can I say? Ouch. All right. Enough of this foolishness. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Let's talk some NBA. I want to get... We'll get to the finals in a second, okay? Donna said no returns, no exchanges. Definitely no returns or exchanges on the hand jobs, okay? Yeah, that's uh, we have a strict no refunds. COD
0: policy. is that COD?
1: <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, let's talk real quick. Let's go back in time a bit um and and talk a little bit about this boston miami series um i only want to talk about the outcome per se in 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 miami beating boston what I, i really want to get from you is i think that it's a it's a it's pretty obvious that this was a huge uh letdown for everybody involved with that Boston franchise from the players to the front office, to the head coaches, to everybody involved. And Brad Stevens said, they are bringing back Joe Missoula. Um, one, if you're running things, how do you fix Boston at this point with all the talent and a ton of talent on that roster? How do you fix this team?
0: Well, I think first and foremost, you start with yes, they're bringing Missoula back and, The sidebar to that is the majority of his staff is going to Houston to be with the Doka and I think that's a blessing for both teams. I think that it shows you for one and we talked about this on the show today. If you take your staff with you, no matter what turmoil you were in in Boston, they wouldn't dare touch that situation again. If it ended badly or if they had doubts about who you were in your character as a person and as a coach. So from a Rockets perspective, that's why I said you won the coaching carousel. You got the best coach on the market and you got him at a time that you weren't going to have to overpay. Like, i.e., Detroit just made Monty Williams the highest paid coach on the planet, Ever. which was ridiculous. OK, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the flip side, what it tells you about Boston, When to answer your question about how do you fix it? Well, what Joe Missoula's got to do is he's got to get every coach that he knows that's been a head coach in the NBA before, or at least one, and he needs to make that guy his number one assistant. Because you don't know what you don't know until you get thrust into a situation like he was just in. He's 30-some years old. He's never been a head coach before. He wasn't expecting to be a head coach when he got this gig. And he didn't realize, for as good as his team was in the regular season, playoffs are a different animal and every decision or lack of making a decision is magnified. And I don't think he had a support system or the experience to take his team from a coaching perspective, though they still gotta play the game, where they needed to go. So the first thing, if you're Boston and you're keeping Joe Missoula, which fine, that's a great decision. He, he seems like a very smart, sharp, young, upcoming coach. You gotta get some NBA experience on that bench. You gotta get some guys that know and have been there and done it. And then you, they, on, the, on the flip side, that your players can relate to and respect because they've been through situations. So I think that's where it starts with Boston. And then it's some really tough decisions. You know, Grant Williams is a restricted free agent. I think Grant Williams would be a great piece for the Rockets. Cause I think mm-hmm. he's a role player, shoots the three, plays multiple positions. He defends, he knows the Doka. If he stays fine. If he doesn't, you got to replace guys on the bench that are better role players that, that have a, like more variety to their game. And then the biggest decision is Jalen Brown. I mean, if you're Boston, he made second-team All-NBA. He's he's qualified for the Supermax. That's 50-plus, Bear, and he wants five years. You're going to commit $250 million to mini James Harden the way he looked in the playoffs? <laughs> because it wasn't just the beard that told people that they they could play the same way. I don't care what you do in the regular season. He basically disappeared in the playoffs yeah. when they needed him most. He was shooting 35-footers. So, Boston's got tough decisions to make across the board but I think that's where it starts.
1: Yeah, uh, do you do you make is there anything is you know are you a where there's smoke there's fire guy because uh Missoula was catching a lot of heat during these playoffs from the media where, you know, you know how media is, if they smell, you know, blood in the water, they're going to pounce. If they think you don't know what you're doing. Uh, Sometimes they'll fabricate it. Sometimes they'll, they think they're smarter than the head coaches in the NBA. And usually they're not, but is there something to that? I mean, you mentioned his inexperience. Is that the right decision? If there was something to that to bring a guy back that doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Well, I think it starts, and whether you think this is the right line of fire to go through this or not, it, it's what professional sports has come to. It starts with your best player and then your best players. You've got to sit down with, and if you're going to keep Brown, you sit down, but you sit down with him anyway. But you start with Tatum, and then you get to Smart and Brown and Brogdon and, somebody, and even Al Horford as a veteran who's been through a lot of locker room situations. And you got to sit down and talk to your players on your exit interview and say, do you think Joe is the guy to lead us forward? Do you think that whatever mistakes you may have seen him make or you felt like were that he made, can he overcome those and not make them the next time? Can he make us better as a unit? And this is the conversations Brad Stevens has to have separate of their exit interviews with the players when Joe's in the room. Because you got to make that you have too big of a of an impact franchise with too many high-stakes players, too close to an NBA championship, to just go. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Let's take it up for another year and see how it goes. You can't wing it when you're that close to a title, because it only happens for a short window of time for most teams. So I think that you've got to start by picking the brain of your players and, and figuring it out from that perspective. And then you got to make some decisions yourself. Brad Stevens, who was a coach mm-hmm. who was regarded as a very good young coach mm-hmm. of both college and NBA. You've got to, I mean, even if it's, if it's, am I a better coach than he is? Because at a certain point, you might have to take over the team like Kevin McHale did in Minnesota. Yep. And at the same time, if you feel like, you know, coaching well enough and he does, then you take what you've heard from others. And then you throw that in with what you've seen. And then you make a very, very tough decision, but it's got to be quick because the market's drying up on coaches, but you also have to figure out like with Brown and some of the other player decisions they're going to have to Hmm. make. You got to figure some stuff out quickly before free agency starts in the draft.
1: Uh, last question. And then we'll move on to the upcoming finals and, and then we'll get a little rocks in. By the way, if you guys have questions for Joel, anything NBA related, put hashtag ask the hammer in chat. It's right up there. Hashtag ask the hammer. I search for that specifically in the chat. I added to the queue. And then as we start to wind down the show. We go through those, and he'll answer each of them. Um, but is that game, does this series, and are we looking at a different finals if Jason Tatum doesn't sprain his ankle that early in the game? Was it that big? I mean, it was obviously notable in how it affected his play. Or was this, or is this Miami Heat just a team of destiny, and it wouldn't have mattered?
0: No, I, I think it, there's something <laughs> to that. I, I'm not going to say definitively Boston would have won if Tatum was 100% healthy or as close to it. But that play was impactful and it was it was the first or second play of the game and and when something like happened that happens it 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 has a domino effect it's not only the player that's dealing with the issue but now everybody on your team sees that Mm -hmm. the defense see i mean the miami offense sees that and says they're limited i mean they were actually picking so that they could get switches so they could (laughs) put tatum on guys because they knew he couldn't move laterally yeah and so I think it, the domino effect and when it happened in the game was extremely impactful. Do I think that it would have said that Boston would have beaten Miami? Miami could be a team of destiny, but in in their playoff run, they have obviously, ele- they're the hot team. They elevated their game at the right time. Everybody that needs to step up is stepping up. And I think it would have been a, a, probably a much better game for us to watch. But And it still could have come down to the wire, but I believe that Boston would have been in that game to the very end if Tatum hadn't <laughs> had that happen on the first play of the game.
1: All right. Speaking of games to watch, we were debating this earlier in the program today. Um, somebody in the chat, McLovin, said this was a, and a few others I think said that this was going to be a boring finals that the NBA has got to be upset about having Denver and Miami in the finals. Is uh, do you believe that as well? Because I said, you know what? I want to ask Joel because if anybody's going to know. Whether the NBA has preferences about media markets, or do they just want? Because uh, look, Joe, my my point was Milwaukee's not a big media market, but that didn't mean that the NBA finals were shitty because Giannis was in there. Sorry, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're not. I mean, you know that they're 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 in the. I, I pulled up the tiers. They're they're a small market NBA team. Milwaukee is, but they make the finals, and Giannis is great to watch. And then we started arguing about is Jokic fun to watch. He should be if you love NBA, but is this, is this, do the, do we as fans make a bigger deal out of the matchup teams or does the NBA really give a shit? Like, ah, man, we didn't want Denver and Miami.
0: Here's what I would say. I would say the NBA is a league taking out any kind of relationships they might have is excited about the whole world, getting to understand why the Joker won two out of the last three MVPs and sh- and quite possibly could have won all three yeah and th- and so this is a coming out party for the Joker to understand Duke can play right he might be one of the best players in the world and for the supporting cast of Denver hey look they're a damn good team and a lot of y'all missed in the bubble that Jamal Murray was at when these two teams with the, the two most fun to watch unbelievable players in the bubble were Jimmy Butler Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Now they're going to play each other, yeah. so it's going to be very, very cool. And Jimmy Butler's story speaks for itself. The guy is a the ultimate team player, a leader. He knows he doesn't have to do too much or try and make it about the season, but when it matters most, he steps up the hot, the, the, the the biggest and he leads his team to result. And then you've got a bunch of guys, Kyle Lowry finding it when they needed him when they thought they were going to have to get rid of him, and he was doing nothing. You know, uh, Tyler Hero out with an injury, and Duncan Robinson, who they overpaid a year or so ago, but was sitting on their bench collecting dust, comes in and becomes a factor. You know, all the undrafted players shows you what a great franchise Miami is in evaluating talent. So from an NBA perspective, the storylines are unbelievable. However, they've got a relationship with ABC and ESPN. They know the networks only care about the biggest markets that get them the most ratings and the most eyeballs. And if you don't have a big market, the team you mentioned, which is from one of the most extraordinarily great cities in America, has a guy that might be the best player in the world.
1: In Denver, are not- you talking Denver? Oh, no. oh, Millie Walk. Gotcha, sorry.
0: If your Go capital ahead. of the world, that might where we might touch a nerve with you. Um, here's the thing. Cream City. If you've got, oh, don't ever do that to me. If you ever have a, the only thing that can overcome one of the big markets is you've got a big time player that everybody wants to see. Yeah. So from a network perspective, they want New York, Chicago, Boston, LA, you know, even Houston for the city size, though it's not as big of a TV market, you know, even total Dallas. Okay. Yes. Dallas would be in that mix too, because they like the chance to just hit the rating, the ratings home run, regardless of how the games go. Now where they've got a hope is these are close games. They're exciting to watch, people start talking about them, and then maybe they recoup some of those eyeballs. But I think that's the long way of saying, the league likes the storylines to make the whole thing interesting and maybe get a couple superstars that you didn't know about that you can have people start following and becoming attached to, but the networks just love the cities and the markets and the eyeballs.
1: Well, they're already pushing the Jokic, Morris, Jimmy Butler narrative from a few years ago when Jokic pushed down, was it Marquise Morris? Uh, well, it was
0: brothers on brothers and let me just tell you something don't mess with the jokers brothers right they're not going to play fair and no they're gonna they'll, they'll take your ass out anyway
1: but that was the that was the narrative that's already being pushed was like oh they showed the whole highlight right where Jokic pushed uh morris down and he ha- was taken out on a stretcher and then butler is is you know telling the Jokic to meet him in the parking lot which i said you better not invite his brothers just if you want to meet Jokic in the parking lot uh, cool, but don't invite his brothers because you won't die. Uh, like they're gangster, they, they are legit gangster. But I think that's the big narrative that we will see pushed throughout this seven game series. Um, now let's talk about the series. Is this, is, is, is I, I put a, a graphic up earlier? Uh, I don't know if you saw it. are really
0: which. good at those,
1: <sighs> thank you. Um, it. it Denver favored at minus 460 and, and Miami being a plus 350. That's a big difference. And big. they they said that if if Miami wins, it might be the second biggest dog to win a finals in four decades. Is it that big of a difference between these two teams? Is there that big of a discrepancy?
0: See, I don't think so. And I think to give you some credit, you're talking about, one of the brightest minds in basketball right now in Eric Spolstra. And so if there's any guy that is going to adjust his game plan and to plan accordingly defensively for Denver, it's going to be Spolstra. And he's got a team that's versatile enough that he can try and do some things to maybe offset what Denver does well. The problem is Bam Adebayo is a glorified power forward playing center. Bam out of bio trying to stop the Joker is going to be very, very difficult on the flip side. When you talk about what can you throw at Butler and throw at the heat players? Well, you can throw a variety of players that have length that have size that when you talk about Gordon, and then you talk about Porter jr. And you talk about some of the guys that are versatile enough to play big or play small. And they have a really long wingspan. They can cause a lot of defensive problems for Miami who rely a lot on set offenses, and and trying to get open shots for their three-point shooters, those are going to be more contested overall, I believe, because of the roster that Denver has. I think Denver has an advantage. I think the biggest advantage tonight, Barry, which I think is the only way that this happens in the entire country, Denver has an advantage even though they've been off nine days plus, and I believe that the rust is there because of their home court. It's the truest home court you can have. It's 5,200-plus altitude. It is a bitch to play in. And players will tell you over and over again, even if you played in Denver for years, every time you go back there, your lungs are on fire. You have to adjust in the first game back. And I think that neutralizes a little bit of the rust Denver's going to have. And so it's going to be kind of more of a push, which is why I think Denver will be fine. And if Denver is fine, now it's which team imposes their will and their style. I think that Denver wants to run and play up-tempo the entire game. I think Miami would, would rather run when it's... Advantageous, but they would be more set to play more of a half-court style. And so I think style matters, and that's what you have to keep an eye on. If they play fast, I think it's a huge advantage for Denver. If Miami can get into defensive sets and their help defense can get – and their rotations can get in the right places, they can make it a little bit more difficult for Denver. Otherwise, I think Denver wins in probably five or six.
1: <laughs> you got Denver in five or six. Is Tyler Hero I, – I don't see – uh, he's a possibility of returning for Sunday's game two against the Nuggets, according to Woj. Is he a difference maker enough where the we might see the odds switch a little bit or change? I mean, is, I know how important he is to the team. Obviously, 20 points a game is, is a big chunk of change to lose. But in the finals against this Denver team, does Tyler Hero fit? And is it that big of a deal for Miami to get him back in time? They got this far. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, they beat Boston without so, them, which is amazing.
0: Here's what I'd say on that. It, it, it depends on what Tyler Hero I'm getting back.
3: Mm. Because
0: if if his legs and everything are fine, but that thumb isn't right, yeah. or his hand isn't right, and, and don't kid yourself for one half second, Denver's going to know which hand, where the break was, and there's going to be contact. Because mm. this isn't a regular season game in January. This is a team <laughs> with, a lot of play, with a hungry bunch of players and coaches that want to get a chip. So, if you get a chance to take a little shot at the hand, if you get a chance to put a little pressure on it, part of the game, little we'll layup action, and, foul. Yeah, there's going to be some issues. I, and even still, I think Denver, like I said, they have the versatility with the guys they have on their bench and the guys that they have playing the game. They can guard another guard. But on the flip side, other than Bam Adebayo, where's the size coming from that's going to guard Gordon and going to guard? Michael Porter Jr. both on the wing and inside to get rebounds, and then that's and then help with with Jokic. I I just think that the size matters too much. If you were telling me they were getting back another stretch four big that could help them, it'd be impactful. If it's another shooting guard where Denver doesn't have any problem guarding guards, I I don't think it's that big of a deal.
1: Interesting. Um, What do you make? And, and far be it from me to question uh, Eric Spolster and what he does. You know I stand for that, dude. What do you make of Kevin Love just not playing? I mean, it's not even a question of starting or cutting down on his minutes. He just sat towards the end of that Boston series. Was this a case of it's an old Kevin Love if we can, we can win without him and if we do, cool, because he'll be beneficial. His game is better suited against a team like Denver versus Boston? Or is it just... Kevin Love is washed and we don't need him.
0: No, I think what it is is Spolster saw who he is, Barry. I mean, Mm. throughout this playoffs, he had plenty of opportunities to play. And there's a couple games that come to my mind where when Kevin Love is right and Kevin Love has been the Kevin Love that we knew and loved over the course of his career, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a stretch four. He gets your rebounds and outlet passes and does things but one of the big strengths is he can make the three ball. And I saw him miss wide open three after wide open three after wide open three. And at a certain point, Spolster just kind of came to the conclusion. I can't put him out there anymore because he's a liability offensively. And he's, and, and he's not giving me enough defensively because he's not athletic enough to stay with it, especially if he tries to go bigger in a Boston case when they were smaller and they were trying to get up and down the floor. Now this might be a different series. You may see Kevin Love out of necessity, because he's a bigger body that you can throw at Jokic that's smart enough defensively that can do some things. So I don't think you closed the door on Kevin Love, but for that last series and in the playoffs so far, he got opportunities until he didn't warrant getting more because he wasn't performing well.
1: Yeah, I, it's almost like, hey, um, you just be the go get guy, right? Go get me five fouls. Just get in there and just knock them around. I don't need you to score. I just need you to go in and get physical with Jokic, wear him out. Same thing. Or if Bam gets him. in foul trouble,
0: yeah. If Bam gets in foul trouble, yeah, you have no choice but to put Kevin Love at the five and say, oh. "Get out there and try and suck up some minutes and do what you can defensively, but make him run around as much as possible. But give yeah. us whatever you can because we really don't have a whole lot more I can go to.
1: That's see. That's so scary. I mean, you look at Miami; and they're they're just they're thin. Right, once you get past six, and I know, I know you tighten up rotations in the playoffs, and especially in the finals, you go, you know, seven man rotation usually. But man, after five, Miami, their bench is outside of Tyler Hero. I mean, they're not. There's not a lot of guys you look at and go, ah, there's a That's a real difference. I mean, if Kyle comes off the bench, you mentioned Kyle Lowry, but he was he was a little hit or miss in that Boston series too. It wasn't the same Kyle Lowry that I think Rockets fans or you know remember or even Toronto Kyle Lowry. It's
0: it's an older this aging was, vet. But the, until the last game of the Boston series and the mm-hmm. one game where he went off for the barrage, I think he had 13 points in a small stretch of time. He really hasn't done that much all year. Mm-hmm. After they went out and spent a lot of money on him, but he's been there and done that. He's been to a finals, he's won a title. He's run a team in Toronto. He made a lot of smart decisions in that game seven and even in game, you know, whatever, he even some in game six. He can play. But to your point about the, the bench, this is where I'm talking about with Denver. They're not just a good team, they're a deep team. Mm-hmm. If Caldwell Pope goes to the bench because you've got Murray and you've got shooters that are playing, you can still go into your bench and get another guy. If Porter or if um, Gordon get in foul trouble, well, Jeff Green's sitting right there. Jeff Green's got... 10 plus years of NBA experience as a power forward can shoot the three ball and step right in. I think Denver could go nine, 10 deep if they wanted to, I don't think they have to, nor will they, but I think on the flip side, Miami's got problems because you're relying on an injured hero and you're relying on maybe a, 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 a more washed up than in his prime, Kyle Lowry as the two guys off your bench. Gabe Vincent's playing with a sprained ankle. Yeah. I mean, you think about as good as Jimmy Butler has been in this playoffs, the MVP from a Miami Heat standpoint was Caleb. Caleb was unbelievable. But if Caleb doesn't play that well in this series, where's where's all the other, the, the, the intangibles and the scoring and the three, where's it coming from?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty wild. Um, it, it, I, that was the thing that was so impressive for me with Miami beating Boston, which is kind of why if you're a Miami fan, you have a little bit of hope. Because Boston, you talk about deep teams that can just keep throwing talent at you no matter what the rotation is. That's Boston. Boston, very deep team. And Miami handled it. Yeah, they, you know, it it took seven games, but Miami was able to overcome all that and the discrepancy in depth and to give credit to Spolster again for that. So I think that's the thing. But man, you just look at the best player, one of the best players on the planet. Versus one of the best players when it comes to playoff time, but Jokic is just doing it no matter what. That's a scary proposition. Um, What is, in your estimation, um, what is like one thing that most people aren't looking at on either team or in in, in what scenario, player, or whatever? What's a key that maybe is being overlooked in this series that people should look out for?
0: I'd say for both teams, the one key that you got to focus on is three-point shooting because Miami doesn't shoot a whole bunch of them, but when they're going in, it really kind of kickstarts everything else that they do and gives them, because they don't score a lot of points. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a real kickstart to get a lot of extra points. And then they can, in transition, if they get into transition and and change tempo to go fast right now, they could pull up for a three. And you have to respect it as opposed to if, if Miami is not making their threes and they come down in transition, well, you just pack the paint and say, I'm not giving you a layup. I dare you to beat me from di- distance. Same thing with Denver. If, if Murray's going and Caldwell Pope are going, and even the Joker who can shoot it, but even their bigs, Gordon and, and Porter Jr. can all shoot the three. If it's going in, they are rolling and they are extremely tough to beat. If it's not... Now you look at Mike Malone having to adjust and say, we're going to play through the Joker. We're going to put him in the post, put him in the elbow, and he's going to become my point guard, and i got to find a different way to get points. That's where Murray becomes – Murray has to be the Murray – not maybe because he was at such a high level last series. (laughs) Murray has to be a Murray that can go get his own whenever you need him to throughout this series, especially when the three ball is not falling. I think three-point shooting is very, very important. And I think from Miami's perspective – both offensive and defensive rebounds. If mm. with a smaller team and only one true big, if they're able to stay in the rebounding game on both ends of the floor, they got a shot.
1: I dig it. All right. We got a couple of questions in the queue. Two of them from brother bear. The surprise brother bear. Questions. Never. Happens. I never, I never, I never heard of that's it. right. Patrick Swayze. Um, ask the hammer hashtag. Ask the hammer. If you could drink a TV craft beer, which would you drink, Drew Carey's Buzz beer or Breaking Bad's
0: Shrouder Brow? Neither one are Milwaukee beers. I'm not drinking any what of that. The
1: fuck is what? I
0: what? have no clue.
1: Okay, I, I almost want to just not ask his second question because of that dumbass question. That's I'm so confused right now. Was all? Oh, you get, you, you Taylor's
0: giving you. me signals. No, she just Taylor didn't know if I was on or not, but she wanted to oh. tell me that she loved me, which I appreciate, but I, I don't in
1: That's
0: the so middle sweet. of a segment.
1: Uh-uh. All right. Uh, let's do brother bears. Other question. This looks more.
0: All right. Hashtag. Ask it, the it, or... it has to be better than the last one.
1: <laughs> gotta be. That was trash. Brother bear. Absolute. If you trash.
0: Had a coupon and food stamps, as opposed to a wallet through a gift cards. which would be the better purchase at <laughs> a convenience store after 11 p.m. in a bad neighborhood? Like,
1: what the fuck? I, <laughs> hashtag Ask the Hammer. Robert Ori picked Dream over Shaq and the big fundamental. Does his opinion hold weight considering he believes that winning seven rings entitles him into the Hall of Fame?
0: Does his opinion hold weight because he played with all three? Yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. He played with all three. He was in the locker room with them. He was on the floor with them every day. He saw them at their best. He knew when they they were at their worst. And I don't disagree with him. I mean, look, I think Tim Duncan, one thing shouldn't be in this conversation because Tim Duncan was a power forward that was forced to play center when Robinson retired. And I think he's one of the best power forwards to ever play the game. I think Shaq was physically dominant. Shaq didn't have a jump hook or uh, a dream shake, or a sky hook. <laughs> or Jack had the ability. <laughs> he had so, now he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he he could drop step and move his feet. Really? But he, he had he had so much athleticism for his size. It's like saying yeah, how many name name me five dominant centers when Wilt Chamberlain played. Yeah. I'll wait. Right. Yeah. So name me five guys that could body up and 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 go mano a mano. Wish Shaquille O'Neal when I, I know
1: Alonzo Mourning tried like the Dickens. <laughs> it just wasn't. You, nobody could body up Shaq. That's just. That, that was a fool's errand. But, you know. I'll tell you. You know what's funny. And you know this. You know this. One guy that gave Shaq fits. Yao. 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 Right, because Yao was big. Bro, just, you know. But, not, not muscular like Shaq. But Yao was just fucking huge. And he couldn't bully him around, even though Yao. But he was was also talented. Yeah, he was talented. No, no, no. no.
0: But Yao had footwork. He had shots. He had. feet. And he made free throws. And he could take you and make you face the better and come out. Would you say that? Would you agree with that?
1: Yao was the best. You know, like you know, it was Vernon Maxwell. Is is Yao Vernon Maxwell to Jordan? Is that what Yao is to Shaq? Like nobody else in the league could give him fits like Yao.
0: I don't want to say nobody else, but I want to say that he did. And Shaq later admitted it like he had his hands full with, yeah, he came in thinking, I'm going to show the world that this guy isn't worth my time. Yeah. And he left every game thinking this dude can play. And so I think that there wasn't the amount of defenders in the league physically capable of, of stopping Shaquille O'Neal. Like there wasn't that the, the kind of defenders that were tall, that were tall enough to guard Wilt back in the day. I think with Dream, his game trans. The biggest thing is his game translates to whatever whatever era you want to talk about. Yeah. Because offensively, he had footwork, like you mentioned. He had the moves. He had touch. He made himself into an above average three point. I mean, a free throw shooter. I believe in today's game because of how easily he adapted. He could become a stretch five if he had to as well. But I think where he doesn't get enough credit is defensively. Yeah, he's the all time block shot leader. But he could run the floor. He could do what Jokic does. If you miss, he could be out in transition. And before you even realized as his defender where he was, he was on his way to help and get two points on the other end. Yeah. So he did it on both ends. He did it a variety of different ways. I think he might be the most basketball gifted, athletically gifted center the league has ever seen. And I think that means something.
1: Absolutely. Don't disagree with that. By the that way, did then.
0: you say, what did you say? What did you just say? Something who could do something like the Dickens?
1: Okay. You, you just won't stop. Well, isn't, up that, isn't that tonight? <laughs> I was about to say you won't stop bringing up my gig tonight. Uh, <laughs> Broncos sixty seven hashtag Ask the Hammer. Do you believe Coach Malone can win multiple championships with the core of their roster or of this roster? Is this a, is this the dynasty in the making with the Nuggets?
0: Let's go. Let's pad the brakes on dynasty because you have to start evaluating. Like we oh, start talking of the- about multiple championships. Can they? Right, but he hasn't even won one yet. He hasn't even huh? won one yet. So let's not put the cart in front of the horse. Let's see him get his first one. And then we can talk about, can he get another? And, and then t- after that, how many can he get? I think that they've done a good job wrapping up their core guys. And I think that guys, the, the, the bonuses, especially if they win one and you've got an MVP in his prime, you're going to get more players that want to play for you and with you. Mm-hmm. So now it'll be easier to get guys to take less money and try and win a chip. But he's got to win the first one first. He's got but they do have Gordon and Porter Jr. and Murray and, and Jokic in, in a position to be wrapped up for a portion of time where they have a window right now. That window's wide open. But how does he match up against a healthy Bucks team and a healthy Philadelphia mm. team? And mm. and what is seeing what Boston does. So many teams that have so much potential to do other things this offseason to become better, they have to continue to maintain their level and raise the bar, and if they don't. Yeah, there's no there's no slouch in saying I won one, but let's. That's why I said win one before you start talking about how many can you win.
1: Agree. Um. All right. Flip. Put hashtag ATH, which is not hashtag Ask the Hammer, but I happen to see it flip. So you're lucky because normally I just search the queue for the phrase that Ask the flip? No, that's just nope. Not a little flip. Uh. Hashtag Ask the Hammer. Any chance Hakeem works with the Rockets? I mean, they bring him in when they have he's a Big consultant, men, right? Yeah, he's a consultant, but. Is there? Would it ever be anything more than that? I don't know if he wants to. I don't would think he? he really
0: wants to. Yeah. He's got a son that was playing high school ball, a lot of basketball. He was um, working with that team. He has Mount one in the country of Jordan, and he has a house on the mountain, and he spends a, a good portion of the year split between Jordan and Houston. And so he's got so much going on that I think he likes the fact that when he's in town, He's free to come down and I, it would be something where he's got a, I don't know that he has a relationship with Udoka, but any coach in their right mind would love to have the best big man of all time. Footwork wise come down. This is why Shen Goon has worked with him and Capella used to work with him. And everybody says, if I get a chance, I mean, if you look at what Kobe and LeBron and, and some of these guys pay to go a week with dream to learn moves. It's six figures. If you can get this guy, whatever you're paying him to work with your young post players, you're an idiot if you say no. Yeah.
1: Wait, you said he has his own mountain?
0: <laughs> yeah, he bought a mountain in, in Jordan years ago, Mount, and he named it Mount Elijah and he has a house on the mountain, and he spends time going back and forth. Like, he'll spend months at a time in Jordan, and then he'll spend months at a time back in Houston. That's at least crazy. that's what he did.
1: Most people yeah. are out here b- trying to buy islands. This dude bought a whole ass mountain. Yeah. That's crazy. That's 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 uh that's balling out of control. Donna said what's that noise? I don't know what that noise was. I heard it too. Did you hear it, Joe? Could you hear it? I, I
0: have my lawn guys are basically using the blower by the windows.
1: <laughs> You're like, "These guys, yeah. thank you so much." Yeah, yeah. Wait till Thursday. They, they said
0: they said they got to get their work done quickly cuz you need to borrow the blower later. Okay.
1: This show is over. I
0: I mean, know. I'm just saying you, you, Mr. Green what. Thumb, Mr. Green Thumb gonna be put to work tonight, by the way. Mr. I love to do gardening work and I love to play with bushes. My
1: yard is trash right now. Hey, are you a hockey fan? Do you uh, do you partake in the hockeys? <laughs> how, oh, do you, how, um, are you, how are you? So you I a grew hockey up, guy growing up up north in the Midwest? I grew
0: up watching Badgers hockey. Okay. Um, I love playoff hockey in the NHL it, and in person it's on another level. I don't care what sport you're a fan of. It literally is on another level, yeah. but the team, I don't, I just, I look for more compelling. Like, is there, I'm looking for more of the stories as, that go with it. Yeah. I got a buddy that used to work for the Vegas Knights. He doesn't work for the Vegas Knights anymore, but I think Vegas is the great story because it would be their first professional title in the, in the city of Las Vegas and their fan base is not fair weather they used to sell out their minor league games and now they're selling out the Vegas Knights and they're loving every bit of their success. And I'd love to see that franchise win it and succeed and get what they deserve. Cause they, they support their
1: team. Um, what is it? What are better odds? Um, Vegas and Denver win both or Miami and Florida. win.
0: Both? I don't know if you know this Miami's in Florida, I would take Florida um, Panthers. I would take NHL. Denver, and I would take Vegas. Vegas, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, two pretty big favorites. Although that 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 Florida team um, is a oh, they're solid man. team. Yeah, it's a pretty damn good team. But they they um, yeah Vegas is uh, when you watch is Dallas still
0: in it. Oh, never mind.
1: Damn. Well, on that note, total Dallas. You noticed no questions about the uh, about the maps because I wasn't going to ask them. I was going to be like, yeah, we're only talking relevant teams right now. Um, all right, last thing. He was going to be on go.
0: Wheel of Fortune, and his name tag actually was spelled with four L's.
1: <laughs> did you see that guy? Uh yes, I, I did. I, The D-A-L-L-L-L-A-S. God bless. That was so good. Um, I had one more thing. Oh,
0: I wanted to talk to you. Okay. What? Huh? I just was say like, chances you think about it before the end of the show.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what was going on with that ref. Um, I forget the dude's
0: name. Eric Lewis.
1: Eric Lewis is not going to ref the finals because he got busted with a burner account talking shit on Twitter. Is that that big of a deal that you can't ref the finals because of that?
0: Well, look, we know Durant. We know Kevin Durant and other guys. Jalen Green just admitted he's got some. Here's the biggest stip. Did Jalen Green really admit he's got burner accounts? Yeah, he did a podcast last week where he said he's got a couple.
1: That's hilarious. So I
0: think that the problem is- I need to get a burger account. Do you have is. one?
1: Do you have one? I don't
0: have one. If I did, do you imagine how many freaking rebuttal shots I'd be taking on a daily basis at yeah. people that are yeah. just idiots on social media? Uh, I he, the, the problem you have is the NBA makes the referees have a clause in their contract that they are not allowed to comment publicly on anything that has to do with calls and officiating and officials. So I don't think this is worthy of being fired in the, in the world we live in now with cancel culture. But I do think that he will face suspension. It won't be just that he won't be able to do the finals this year. And he's one of the better referees in the game. I think what it comes down to is they're going to slap him on the wrist and say basically and send a message to everybody else. This is something you cannot do when you are scrutinized and pointed at and looked at, not just by Ben Debose, but by any hometown, homer fan in a fan base. On a nightly basis on social media, you just have to be able to abstain from it. And I think that they'll probably slap his wrist and you'll have some kind of suspension and/or fine. But I don't think he should get fired.
1: Yeah, it, it's a bad look. It really is. All right, last question. We had a big fight. I, I need to know. Um, in it, it's yeah, your one minute answer to the question: Who's more exciting to watch play basketball, Nikola Jokic or Tim Duncan? We argued about this what? shit on the show and in the chat. and everything How is this else? an argument?
0: Thank you. Here's the biggest question, Barry. Tell me what a highlight reel would look like of Tim Duncan over his entire career. Oh, nice bank, bank shots. Shot.
1: Nice bank shot. Yeah, bank, nice shots bank
0: shots shot. and and chest passes. That's when a, you think about.
1: That is exactly <laughs> what I said. That is exactly You're gonna see what a,
0: I said. The Joker's going to bring the ball up the court. He's going to no look past you. He's going to nail yeah. the three with. Two defenders yeah. in his face and the shot clock running out. He's yeah. going to put you in the post. He's going to put you. That's not even a question.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, it's and McLevin was adamant about it. No, no, Jokic is boring. Did I'm like, bro. No, you you don't know what you're. You That's because he looks
0: you're... like he delivers beer doesn't mean that he can't play the game at a very high level.
1: That's what I said he's a floppy dude, no doubt. And you you watch him and go, there's no reason. You know what it reminds me of? And I use this as an example, which it's not the same, but it kind of is. It reminds me of Larry Bird. You watch Larry Bird and you're like, this dude's not athletic. This dude can't hang with the likes of Jordan and Magic. He doesn't have the same pizzazz and the same beauty and style and grace. Did he still make a bunch of hell of great plays? Yes. But optically, you're like, damn i don't know it just doesn't seem it's, it's, it's more
0: reason to watch if a guy looks doughy but yeah, he beats his defender down the floor just, every trip and yes. then just does everything to win basketball games yes. and, and knows how to play the, the game at the highest level that's what makes him a highlight reel
1: totally agree all right how can the people find you at pacman joel on twitter is with yes. pacman joel with a k uh, listen to yeah. Joel and Jeremy Branham on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 right here in Houston, Texas, Monday through Friday, noon to three. If you don't, if you're not in Houston, you want to get more of this goodness and that beautiful, sexy, silky, smooth voice that belongs to Joseph Blankenship. You go download an app or some shit. They'd have an app, don't they? I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. ESPN 975.com. And go. then listen live or follow the app. They'll there have instructions go. there. Yeah. In the meantime live one night one night only perry laminak and i don't know who he's working with but i know he's a gay farmer live tonight but it's sold out one show in houston
1: i'm gonna tell him too i would be like yeah man i do a show and they were like who are you uh, open for i was like i don't know some gay farmer i bet he thinks that's hilarious he's probably either that or he's gonna kick me off the show i have no idea so either way you i
0: should do a whatever. different a different poster like american gothic him and you and the pitchfork and
3: Yes. I gotta
1: go Alright buddy I appreciate you Thank you for doing this Joe I'll see you next week man. Enjoy basketball Bye Alright y'all That is Joe Blank God I love that segment So much fun And it is time That is the end of the week Ladies and gentle fish Thank you for being here Thank you for showing up Thanks for watching Joe Elephant, is that what you call him, CC? Joe Elephant? That's hilarious. All right, it is time once again to bounce. Uh, hey, man, thank you guys for a fun week. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. No. I almost forgot. Thankful Thursdays. God damn it. Uh, thank you to Donna. Uh, you guys, look, here's the thing you guys support the show, and I am such an asshole if I don't say thank you. Uh, for your support, both with your eyeballs, financially, and otherwise. Uh, so I can tell you that Donna, 7:45 this morning, Donna sent in a $10 Happy Thankful Thursday. Donna, I love you to death, my sweet sweet Donna. Day one, Donna. D one D. Thank you, uh, baby girl. I appreciate you. Uh, PP Dubs sent in a $6 Thankful Thursday. Thank you, PP Dubs, for that. Uh, I like that Dubs adds a dollar for inflation. Uh, Sylvia uh, sent in a $5 happy BOD thankful Thursday. Sylvia, I appreciate you so much for that, and so does CeCe. She said, shh, it's personal. Happy thirst trap Thursday. What the fuck is
3: a thirst trap?
1: Am I am I thirst trapping CeCe? Uh, and last but not least, a thank you to uh, Alex Villanueva, who also sent in a $10 thankful Thursday, and these these sons of bitches, they never give me the right... I swear to God, I hate PayPal so much. It is so difficult to always find the right damn. uh, There we go. Alex sent in a message. He said, great week. Barry, always fun and entertaining. Keep up the great work. And fuck them Rangers. Yeah, baby. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for all of that. I really do appreciate it. Uh, It's how this show keeps going. Uh, And so thank you for that. Hey, happy birthday to Jeff Bell um thank you to joel blank and thank you to all the deckheads old and new alike for joining the show what's up ruin good to see you jared taylor hey fellas cheers a great 10 minutes me i appreciate you guys thank y'all for being here hey poor Marie. what's up pimp? good to see you my friend thank you guys i love you guys i'll see you next week on monday um Probably a short week next week. I'm in Tulsa. We'll figure it out. Until then, uh, do me three favors until I see you on Monday. Actually, do me four. One, enjoy your weekend and enjoy the sports. Watch a little hockey, okay? But do me three regular favors that I always ask. Be safe. Be kind. And most important, love each other. Please love each other. I'll see you on Monday. one deep and another one thank you buddy alright I'll see you on Monday are we raiding anybody do we got who we got fan controlled sports Danielle Freak Eric Griffin Becca chaotic gabs let's see who else is on my channel that maybe we can raid channel and then I'm going to try to find the uh, twitch sports see who's on twitch sports let's see let's see Oh, there's some dude named Barry. Fuck that guy. Uh, lateral sports later. Nope, that's not in English. Uh, this guy's playing soccer in Spanish. Daniel, Freak rowdy times. Man, there's just there's just no goddamn sports talk yeah. but during the day. Everybody's just just sad. Man. Even if we go to the ch- dude, gym, is Jim on? Let's go to the sports. Channel buried way down there. There we go. Uh, what is this? Bet QL. You better you bet. I feel like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I got nothing. Is Jim on? Is Jim? Is Jim uh, in raidability mode? Is that? Is that a thing? Are we doing that? Um. Uh, yep. I don't see him on. There he goes. Let's raid Jimmy boy. All right, you guys. Enjoy the raid. Say hello to Jimmy, and I will see y'all on Monday. Have a great week. I love you guys. Bye. All right, Jim on sports. And we raid. Oh, shit, I didn't read the poll results. Uh, The winner of the poll, heat in six or seven. Wow, you guys are dumb. All right, raid. Here we go. Jim on sport of sports. Y'all say hi. Bye. Eight goddamn seven minutes? Just go. Just go. Just go. Come on, get up to 20. Come on. We can do 20 people watching Jim uh do tomfooleries. Come on. 17. All right, I guess not. Bye. I
3: love you. And he's making a YouTube video.